This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Uh, I took my shoes off. I Go for that's it. Okay. That's totally fine. No! It smells great. No, it's totally fine. If we, I have a really good candle if we get desperate, but I don't smell a thing. <laughs> Two, I don't smell a thing. Three, four. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Calling it top 30 to me, it is great. Hello. Hi. I'm Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 to me. I thought you forgot the name for a moment. The way <laughs> I you was paused. Dramatic pause. Was that dramatic? This <laughs> is Talk 30 to me. <laughs> we're using dramatic pauses for a comedy show. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's perfect. Well, Kelsey, it's not just us today. What? <laughs> sitting right next to you oh my gosh <laughs> this is such a weird device <laughs> i thought it was the cat again um yes we have somebody else here with us it's right really now it's really exciting i'm really excited about it yeah um you- will thank you so much for joining. we have will blanchard here everybody Woo! hey how's it going it, it's going good how are you people are going to be so excited when they hear my name i know they're like the will mission is going to just blanchard yeah no thank you so much you're our first guest it's really exciting for us. I didn't tell you that because I was like, he won't want to do it. <laughs> I like did not want to tell you. I'm like, it'll make it'll, it'll stress it out. I let the cat out of bed a little bit. Ago. You did. Tina Fey will be on this show. Oh, yes. that's nice. So it'll be a stepping stone. It'll start with me and then it'll move up to her. I, we need to talk 32 me vision board. That's just a lot of pictures of I'm Tina, Fey Tina Fey everywhere. <laughs> oh, is this like show called talk 30 to me? Yeah, I now that's know the, the title. name. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what, yeah. Did I not tell you? No, you were being I'm mysterious. A terrible oh, host. You really are. I'm so sorry. I'll help with the next guest. Okay, fine. give them the warning. Like, here, listen to a couple episodes first, see how it goes. I'm learning about booking. It's <laughs> new. <laughs> well, I'm, glad, I'm glad that Will's agent said that it was okay for him to come on the show. I know CAA yeah. is so difficult. <laughs> that was an insight. That was an industry joke. I shouldn't have made it. Yeah, for you, for you playing along at home. I know exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Will is here because he's cool um, and. And sorry, that was, that was, <laughs> I can't talk. And Will, we wanted you to come on A because you're really, really cool. We're friends, and B because you worked as a New York page. I did, and um, we're really obsessed with Kenneth. Yeah, I yes, I was a Thirty Rock page uh, for a year after college, and I worked SNL, and I worked Fallon. I also worked a ton of news shows that aren't as glamorous. And I met Kenneth a couple of times. Oh, <laughs> you met Jack McBrayer. I did. He was that he was man. a very sweet man. I don't think he's different from. From Kenneth, the show. I don't know. Have you ever? You've you work at Nerd Melt. You've probably seen him before. He hasn't right? been at Nerd Melt, but I've seen him do. Um, I saw him do Facebook once at UCB, and he was delightful. He was he's so funny. I was. It was great. But it he was doesn't. Great. He doesn't come off as being different than Kenneth in the show. Very does smiley. He? I remember he yes. smiled a lot, and I was like, "Yay!" Yes. How fun. I just want to give him a hug. <laughs> yes. feel we did too, but we would get like a restraining order or get well. fired, so we couldn't do that. <laughs> it was worth sad. it. Um, <laughs> no, that's awesome. So wait, were you there when 30 Rock was a thing? It was still um, on the air at that point, right? It was still on the air. And then also they did a 30 Rock live show in 8H, I believe. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Why did you work wait, the was, live show? Was that the first live show or the second live show? It was the second one when I was Sorry, I'm all there were two. Was that 2004? Get this right. Yeah, I think in 2012 they did that one. Yeah. I was a new, I was like a baby page. Like the page program is very much like a hierarchy. Like it's a year long and you start out like. You know, you get hazed, and then like That's, by the time you're the oldest. Can you talk about the process of becoming a page? What was that like? It is um, the reason I was a page is because I interned at NBC, and so when you intern, that makes it a little bit easier. And I was part of this pipeline that 
kind of like help me get in for an interview. And then basically they just want to know that you can be charming and talk in front of people. So if you can prove that, <laughs> you could probably get the job. Um, but once you're in, it's extremely competitive. Um, you're always like pages, like the way it works. Um, I know you didn't ask this. I'm just no, no, go for it. No, I want to hear this. I want to hear all of this. It's one year. It can end any time before that because the goal is to get a job. Oh, right. um, and it's basically when you start, you're doing nothing but giving 30 rock tours, which are grueling. Like they start one every 15 minutes. And so oh you're gosh. like hurting and like you're hurting tourists who are asking you what we've done with Ann Curry. That was like the number one question. <laughs> Wait, what you've done? What happened to Ann Curry? Like why we murdered her, or threw her in a closet or so. I don't know. Was she know did, did she just Today disappear? Show fired her, you know. But oh, she, I that? forgot Funny. about that. And you were instrumental really old. in that. I this was 1912. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying about Ann Curry? Yeah, uh, yeah no, no, that like, was my question for him later. Tour, and also, like, you get a lot of like, it was mostly like European or just generally foreign, non-American tourists who wanted to like see where Seinfeld was shot. I mean, that's reasonable. That's a very. I feel that way, and I'm an American. So. Yeah, and you had to right. tell them like, no, this is where Lawrence O'Donnell is, and they were just like, <laughs> <"Who is that?" laughs> um, it was like, I don't know. There were two sides of the program. Like, it was on one hand like wonderful and just like you see in the show and exciting, and on the other hand, like it was corporate because like Thirty Rock tells us like. You know, Comcast, Cable Town yeah. owns the place. So it's mm-hmm. very like, it's all about like the money and bringing money in, you know? It's true. It's true. And the show makes fun of that a lot, which I enjoy. Right. But me too. But yeah, one, I'll just say like, um, you give tours and then you interview for assignments. And assignments are like three month rotations. And there are assignments for SNL. Fallon, the new shows. Is SNL always like the one everybody wants to end up on SNL? Yes. They and they, they, SNL runs on like a school schedule. There's mm-hmm. like fall semester and spring semester. So, and each of those times they bring in pages. Mm-hmm. And so it gets really competitive. But no matter what, you get to work SNL. So it's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. How often do you end up in the same assignment? Multiple, like you're on S. I'm just curious. I'm like, no, it's like, a fair S- question because Kenneth never leaves 30. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that Kenneth normal? Got really or? close to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, are you like, are you talking about how? Because you, you, you said can, like, there's like three month assignments. Like, if you're on SNL, the first assignment, is there a guarantee that you will not be on SNL the next? Oh yeah, can you get oh, reassigned yeah, you to the same? You don't thing? get reassigned to the same one. Each whatever. assignment is like a unique. You can't go to the same one mm-hmm. twice. Kenneth was very special then because mm-hmm. he just never left. Um, he was special. Never left TGS. It's true. He no. was a, yes, he was a character in the show that needed to interact <laughs> with the characters. So he got to stay on don't, as a page. Don't I'm let this lie get perpetuated in my heart. Don't <laughs> don't ruin the magic. No, I I feel like I'm bragging when I say this, but SNL was one of the coolest things I've ever done. It that was would be. it was like it was almost like a black tie event. Mm-hmm. People showed up, people dressed in suits, people drank. Uh, and it was it was a lot of fun. That Nobody really so cared. Fun. My favorite experience I ever had in television so far was the night when Kanye West was on SNL. Oh no, what and was he that like? Black skinhead, and I thought he was going to like murder somebody. <laughs> and he had his posse, and he was just like crazy. I held the door for Kim when she was pregnant with uh, the first. Oh, with Northwest. Northwest. Mm. And they didn't say thank you. Mm. Um, and Fred <laughs> Armisen was there. It was his last show. Oh ben wow! Affleck, this was like May 2013, and Ben, Aff- uh, ben Affleck was there with Jennifer. Garner and they joked about the whole Oscars thing where he said oh, marriage is work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Fred Armisen brought all these indie people like <laughs> Dinosaur Jr. and Sonic Youth to kind of see him off. <laughs> so it was a great he, night. Like, so cool. Fred Armisen is probably the coolest human being. Do you guys watch 
Portlandia. Yes. Kimmy does. I yes. I got really obsessed ever. with it. It's genius. I need to watch this new season. I don't want to go. My friend, I'm going to tell this Fred Armisen story. I got a text message. She's like, Fred Armisen is in this uh, record store I'm in. And I'm like, what? And then she sends me a photo. It is like a foot from his face. She just went like this. And he's not looking. He's going. But I'm like, how close did you get? She's like, I don't care. I wanted to send you a photo. I want you to think I'm cool. But she literally just went like this to him and ran away. So uh, he's. He probably didn't care. He probably didn't care. He's really cool. I don't want to derail. This is so interesting, though. SNL must have been great. The craziness we see on 30 Rock with TGS, does that craziness really accurate to what you experienced on uh, working at SNL? Like crazy errands you had to run. And like just the rush. It seems like it's just running all the time. Uh, I don't mean to disappoint, but I was not an SNL page, so I didn't Mm -hmm. get sent on runs. But I will say that it was pretty crazy, and they know that, and they kind of create a culture around that. Mm -hmm. And they they would literally have a, a live llama. (laughs) <laughs> like frequently I don't know like any time they do a bit where the host is in the hallways of SNL oh, talking they always have a mm-hmm. they always have like a llama somebody dressed as Abraham Lincoln and like dancing showgirls and like frilly <laughs> 19th century western people that are never actually on the show yeah <laughs> like yeah like you'd come out of the like 30 Rockets very much like it runs on staircases like mm-hmm. your pages take the secret stairs you know oh. and so you'd come out of the stairs on the 8th floor where they do the show and like you'd just be like face to face with a llama that was taller than you so it was it is fun and like also um a lot of my friends were pages for the show that would sit at the desk Mm -hmm. and uh, i don't know how secretive this is maybe i'll get in trouble but apparently like they were given a talk when they start Mm -hmm. okay do not buy drugs for the cast oh my gosh (laughs) i mean that's not surprising in the least that has been an issue for for a historical amount of years on uh, snl they said the same thing for me when i worked on weekend today with lester holt <laughs> okay. I'm well, kidding. He doesn't do drugs. No, with a name like Lester Holt, I don't think you could. No. I don't think anyone would sell you anything. No. Um, I wanted to know, and then I don't know if you had a question too. I, I'm enjoying this so much. I know. This I'm so enjoying helpful. this. <laughs> these, Already. These ladies are very funny. Oh, that's I, nice. They make me laugh, so I'm proud to be on the Yay. show. Well, I wanted to know what is the weirdest thing you have to do as a page? Because, like, on 30 Rock, it's a constant thing where I think my favorite one is uh, Tracy tells Kenneth, you'll rub my snake's belly yeah. till he poops. Um, <laughs> Just my Tracy Morgan. That's my Tracy Morgan impression. Um, no, and obviously that is absurd. The show is surreal. But what, did you have any weird kind of weird moments where you got asked to do something You're like this? Is strange. Okay. Not for not. Okay. I think the weirdest thing I can think of is that uh, I worked a Hurricane Sandy benefit that we did. It was like a telethon, and I was the desk page for it. So oh, that wow. was that was Crazy. my closest. I actually thing remember to that SNL telethon. Experience. I have that song in my head now from the disaster episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I. It's one of. It was an awesome day, and we did it in not not Jimmy Fallon's studio, but the one right next door uh, where Conan's studio used to be. Oh, okay. And we, that means nothing to anyone listening to this. <laughs> no, it's, it's, right. it's in this episode, though. That's right. That so, studio yes. is 6A. Um, we did it there, and uh, there were just, like, Bruce Springsteen was there. Billy Joel was there. All those Jersey singers were there. Brian Williams was down there bullshitting with everybody. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> no, like, I was no. a Jersey guy, you know, like putting his hand around <laughs> no, like meatloaf. Too soon. And, uh, too soon. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, and I was there, and Steven Tyler was like wasted, <laughs> and he came up to me and like asked me to pretend that I was bartending. <laughs> And he pretended that my page desk was a bar so that he could, like, talk to people and bring them in, like, hey, baby, what's up? Oh, how funny. He had, like, a blue... And he had been in trouble because that morning he'd been on Today's Show, and he'd come out on the plaza, and he'd said, like, good morning, America. And then he was like, whoops, fuck. (laughs) 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 And he said the F word on live TV. 
after misidentifying the show. So it was, it was good. It was good. That was like the weirdest moment when I had to like entertain his fantasy that he was like at a bar. Did you have like, did you find like a, um, what is it? Like a napkin you throw it over your shoulder and you're like, right. how's the day been, Put Steve? You would have done table. that, Kimmy. I would have been you know, like an old timey. I would have been, I would have gone old timey immediately. You but I think made he probably did a thing. Of something. The, like, he turns around suddenly, I'm like, mm, like yeah. just rubbing a dirty cloth on a, the same like fake glass. Over and over again. <laughs> uh, just fake miming it. Throwing another page out. Mm-hmm. Well, did you feed his fantasy or no? Yeah, of course I did. You said it was Steven Tyler. I did. You can't not. Um, I have another story about that day, but I don't... Um, give us one more story. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there was this crazy PR lady who didn't work there. And she was there with, like, you know, one of the celebrity, one of the minor people that was on the show. And she was just milking being at 30 Rock for all it was worth. And so she made friends with me. Oh, Will the Page, like Kenneth. <laughs> and so I got in an elevator to go run an errand for someone during that telethon. And I got in and Lorne Michaels was in the elevator. Oh and, like, you don't talk to Lorne Michaels. Like, he's <laughs> That's like what I've this heard. ghostly phantom. And at SNL, he would stand next to you sometimes, but he was always floating. He was never in the same place. So I get in the elevator and this woman, this PR person is in the elevator with me and Lauren Michaels. And so she starts talking to Lauren Michaels. Oh, no. And she goes, uh, Lauren, I want you to meet Will, the page. Oh, my gosh. No. And he looked at me kind of like, OK, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> You're like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I shook his hand. Which oh, good. That was exciting. And I said, hi, Mr. Michaels. I'm a I'm a page. And he had <laughs> like he looked at my uniform and he was like, oh, I couldn't tell. <laughs> And that was funny, and that you was joked. the only interaction we had. But it was uh, you joked with Lauren Michaels. He joked with me. But, a lot yeah. of people That's can't awesome. say that. Yeah. I don't even think Mark Marin can say that. <laughs> and it's not like you were awkward about like, oh my goodness, hi, nice to meet you. Like this other lady put you in that position, and you handled it very well. Thank you. This yeah. I'm so great. That's why I came on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's true. You're joking, but we're serious. Yes. Um, Did you see? Anybody? It was great. I was fired the next day, but it was a nice. <laughs> it's a good farewell, right? Yeah. It was awkward. Mm-hmm. Did anybody who was in the page program while you were there? Did you see? them leave and go on to something big and fun and exciting yeah um one of my buddies you know we don't talk as much anymore but one of my my start sister is lauren's assistant oh wow and she's a huge you know deal at snl now i'm so proud of her there's a lot of people that went on to do great things at nbc and yeah it is cool like the whole joke at the page program is like they treat you nice because they think you might run the company someday (laughs) Mm mm-hmm um, mm-hmm. so like people are always nice to you and like people will buy you coffee just because and talk to you just cause. Ooh, that's smart. Yeah. Are the hours grueling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You work six days a week. It is, it's easy to get desensitized. What do you take it for granted? Yeah. It's easy to take it for granted. Yeah. And it's not, it's not always as like magical as you would think it is, mm-hmm. but like nothing is. So mm-hmm. you just have to enjoy yeah. the moment. No, yeah. I'll tell you, not a secret. I'll tell you, I interviewed to be a page here. And it didn't work out because they had they did the video interviews where you like where you it's on your computer and they're like you have one minute to answer and then one one of the questions literally was you're in a boardroom pitching why people should buy shares in NBC what do you say why should they buy shares and I'm oh like this gosh. is why I'm doing the program to learn how to do this and I was starting to answer it and my mother walked in the room and started talking to me so I got <laughs> flustered and I was like I couldn't answer it the next day they're like I'm so sorry but we're not accepting you to the page program and I was just like oh. <laughs> first of all they're job. idiots oh, you thank been an amazing you page. thank you um, but it was post tonight show out here because she like I was in the only room we could lighting at that point with, with and good service was the kitchen and so she walked in the door and had saw my car and was like Kimmy's here blah 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 and then she turns and sees me with my eyes are like dinner plates where I'm like 
And so it was the It was live, worst. right? Like they only record you. They record you once, so you can't do it again. And they just, they record you live. And I remember when they introduced that, not to interrupt you, no. and that was very controversial. It a was lot horrible. of people were like, that's not fair. Because we, I was uh, back again in 1912 when I started. <laughs> it was phone screeners. Just like, mm-hmm. just like Kevin. Yeah, it was phone screeners. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you would go to the panel, which is like this where you interview with everybody else and you have to give a presentation. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an experience. You're my favorite page that was never a page. <gasps> Thank Aww. you. I, I hope I get it. I'm going to make like a patch and I'm going to put it on my like, almost my jacket <laughs> almost, tattoo favorite almost peacock. a page yeah exactly yeah. just the peacock <laughs> you get like a comcast logo i'm like you messed that up no exactly <laughs> it's like half the, the peacock direction. though like not the full peacock because you're more like that <laughs> <laughs> oh man well i'm so excited we got to talk about this but now we have to talk about 30 rock 30 rocks so we've got two episodes today two episodes also, today this is our fourth episode of our podcast Woo! Right? episode four but episode six and seven of the beloved this show, gets more Rock. complicated every time as the numbers change <laughs> i know i'm gonna stop keeping track i'm like we'll see where we're at right yeah now. exactly um so the first episode we're gonna talk about is jack meets dennis <laughs> oh man dun, dun, dun. and well you got to watch both of these right yes. yeah you did yes, I, yes. I knew you were a man who does his homework so the first thing that before we <laughs> what did you do? You i hit, hit this and it made a noise can you start that over again? yes we can try this again so jack meets dennis was first airing uh, sorry it can try that again <laughs> leave it in. First airing jack meets dennis first aired on november 30th 2006 director was juan jose campanella who this was his only episode of 30 rock that he directed he did a bunch of law and order svu some house and a movie called the boy who cried bitch um, <laughs> so those are his credits sounds like a great comedy yeah and then jack burdett he was the writer on it along with tina fey with 30 rock and mm-hmm. commissioner and mini project fraser all that fun stuff Blah, yeah. i have a question yeah what's the do question do you guys talk about the director every episode i do kelsey <laughs> I is I, our I, yeah. research person That's kelsey crazy. knows all like we're gonna you're gonna hear it kelsey does the most amazing research it's the best because i'm like all into the weird theories that yeah. i have about the show and then kelsey just knows every Everything. That's amazing. I get the writer part, but I think it's very in-depth that you're doing director. Mm-hmm. Nice well, work. for me, it was inspired because I'm a big X-Files fan and the director is a very important part of X-Files. Um, well, so, yeah. even one of the directors for one of the first episodes, he went on to do Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Oh, wow. Like, oh, look at that. That was kind of cool. So we care. We really care. You here. do care. <laughs> because if we suddenly get one of them on the show, we want to say, we gave you credit when, when it was yes. your episode. When it was you. When it was when your turn. Episodes. But I, yeah. this episode's amazing because it's really the beginning of like, we, we really, this is when we actually really get to start experiencing Liz's love life, which is yes. such a huge theme on the show. We had the one date where she went on the date with the lesbian. With the lesbian, right. It's a great <laughs> episode. Christian Thomas. Uh-huh. But this one establishes the longest running, um, I think, guy in the show, which is yeah. Dennis Duffy. Dennis Duffy. Dennis. It's a great name. It's so such a good name. Right? What is, I was thinking when I was trying to think, like, because I always like do like trying to do like a sentence recap of what the episode was like. And I was like, okay, we meet Liz's old douchebag, her ex boyfriend, basically. Jack gives an opinion about it, and Tracy and Josh and Jenna have a rough episode. They have a bad episode. Nothing <laughs> goes episode. well for them here. Also, Jenna's back because Jenna hasn't been in. She was in the last two episodes, I think, right? Oh, yeah. So Jenna's finally back. I love this episode particularly because they introduce. Dennis Duffy. Mr. Duffy. Mr. Duffy is amazing. So it's played by Dean Winters. He is amazing because, okay, he normally plays this character. He's such a jerk. He's really unaware. He's kind of a brute-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, he's in all those Allstate uh, commercials where he plays chaos. What is it? It's a... Uh is it, it's not chaos. It's uh, disaster or something. Yeah. Crud, what's his name in it, though? It's a... Uh, menace. Not menace. Me- uh, I think I just did it because Dennis the Menace. I- That's where I came from. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, 
my name I think it's with an M. Hang on, you keep talking. Google, I will find it. I love him. So he always plays this character, except in P.S. I Love You. Do you remember him in P.S. I Love You? I just saw it in his IMDb credit. I've never seen P.S. You know, I Love okay, first of all, I should watch. They gave PS. him a chance to be a real actor. They in let PS him be I a, a real human in P.S. I Love You. He is <laughs> the most romantic man in this, and I watched it after being a big Thirty Rock fan because he shows up ha- like two thirds through. He meets Lisa Kudrow's character in a bar, and they um, you know, they Lisa connect. Kudrow's in that. Lisa Kudrow's in that. Why <laughs> have you not watched P.S. I Love You? I don't know. You need to get on that. It's Gerard Butler and a bunch of other Scottish actors who are very handsome. So <laughs> it's your mo to see that mayhem. Mayhem. I was there right we with go. the M. We were both yeah, right with we the M. There. He's mayhem in that, but I love him in PS. I love you because he is the most romantic, like nice dude. And it's very strange because he normally plays this kind of like rough and tough, brutish, mm-hmm. rude, gross person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's so good at his he puts that on his resume. <laughs> he does. I play gross very Things well. I'm good at. Um, and then he just, I'm bummed though, because he, I think he's starring le- like level. I think he's so good on the show. And he was just in that show with Cal Penn, Battle Creek, the Vince Gilligan show that didn't, it went like four episodes and got canceled, I think, okay. on CBS. Battle Creek, right? I'm looking at you. I don't, you don't have to know <laughs> this. I'm going to give a thumbs up. It's a good thumbs up. Thumbs <laughs> up are great right. on podcasts. So I'm glad you said it because <laughs> yeah. that helps. Yeah. But I love Dean Winters. We should talk about what I'm wearing today. <laughs> <laughs> your jimmy fallon shirt yeah. mm-hmm. and a big thumbs up and a big thumbs up but I, I dennis is the best um and we get a weird picture into liz he's Lemons. the best and the worst <laughs> he's the best and the worst well he's just such a fun boyfriend for hers and we get a real weird picture into liz lemon's sex life yes um what is it <laughs> this is not the first time oh, saturdays too fast and only on saturday it is the first time not the last time she's totally fine she's very comfortable with that she's and that, happy about it <laughs> they just like took that joke and they ran with it for the rest of the show yeah for the rest of the show it's always like her weird like expectations um in the bedroom which i love but i i really love this episode so much it's not my favorite one yeah but i love it but it's it, it was a good intro to who dennis is as mm-hmm. a character i love that he i forgot that he's a beeper salesman <laughs> the and beep- that oh, he's therefore he useless not to society the beeper salesman he is the beeper king <laughs> please give him credit where credit is due um also the other one was like stabbed or something <laughs> no, he, shot make a joke. he shot himself well he shot himself uh-huh. um also i may have looked up to see if there was a beeper, beeper king store in brooklyn um is and, it in brooklyn where he's supposed to be that is the only place where well, beeper king. yeah so i looked up new york and it said that there was or is a beeper king store in brooklyn there was also a jj the king of beepers who was a <laughs> who was a former rabbi who had a crazy beeper commercial and billboard and he ended up in prison because it was a front for a drug trafficking thing <laughs> <laughs> that's a jj the king of beepers was a rabbi jj the king of beepers was a rabbi and a drug trafficker yeah that mm. was a that was pretty special she does her research right it's incredible <laughs> yeah, it's the great. best thing i love that line though with jack when i think i don't even remember it was dennis uh complaining about food and he was like well did, does he know that you're the beeper king <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love, my sarcasm. favorite part about that scene is because they're at this fancy restaurant that jack sent them to and all this stuff and and dennis is he can only eat fish when it's fried or whatever his whole thing he's about allergic that. to it unless it's Fried. Fried. science checks out and so jack is meeting dennis for the first time and you can tell just the way jack's talking to him not impressed by dennis in any way shape or form i'm I hope you're happy with your decisions and as he walks away and liz can still see jack and he just starts there and does a little thumbs up in his heart and he's like i just think that's which is great on a podcast he gives a 10 sign doesn't he, he, like, gives, he a gives a, a he's perfect a 10. 10 yeah jack with his girlfriend anastasia yes 
They choose the best Very names for Melania all of Melania Trump. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. that's everyone he dates is a Melania. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is the uh, Jack is we wish Donald Trump was. Let's be real. Yes, the charm we want. Yeah. Exactly. Like if, if Jack were running for president, we'd be like, oh man, there'd be a lot of financial stuff not everyone likes, but yes. he'd be he'd be very charming. He's a yeah. good asshole. He's a good asshole. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I think one athlete. of the funniest things about his character is that standard for I'm a classy guy mm-hmm. and therefore he doesn't just say Dennis is terrible mm-hmm. he he goes the very classy route which which makes it even funnier it's much funnier like let yeah. you figure this out on your own mm-hmm. yes but clearly lemon what, what are the choices I hope you are happy with the choices you've made <laughs> That's it. so because we get our little insight into Liz's love life but we also get another little snippet into Jenna's love life when we find out that she was writing letters to Scott Peterson because <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of episodes before that she was I, I can't remember it, oh, the, with David Blaine that she was engaged oh to yeah David she Blaine. was, she and was now with David she, Blaine now that he's gotten hot and he's working because of all the stress all the, from his hair, murder yeah that, that Scott Peterson is somebody that she writes letters to which is they choose the skeeziest the skeeziest people for Jenna yeah. it's absolutely wonderful um, I also want to make note later on I know in a couple seasons later we have a um it's supposed to be like Liz's birthday, I think, again or another time. So here, though, we hear, oh, Liz's birthday was last week because that's when Dennis popped back into the picture, mm-hmm. which means her birthday is Thanksgiving week because of this episode aired November 30th. So just to keep in mind, if there's another birthday at some point, I'm just... Is that when the live episode in the future that's about her birthday? Was it a Thanksgiving? Oh, we're going to have to double check that. that when that happens. Oh, my gosh. To celebrate every Thanksgiving. Every... Yes. Single yeah. time we're gonna have a Liz. We should do that. actually. It would make sense that a big food-based holiday would be her birthday, birthday because she is all about that. It food. explains everything. That's why she eats so much. Her birthday was Thanksgiving, probably mm-hmm. when she was born. And speaking of her food obsession, I will say this: this is the is this the first time we see the amazing food art in her office? Or have I talked about this every ep- every podcast episode? No, I didn't. She anything. has the poster. I believe there's a poster of food up on the wall. It's behind Jack when he's talking to her. I've tried to find that poster many times okay. it does not exist because if you look right here i've got the poster of greatness from ron swanson uh-huh. right over uh, well that's what i was saying kitchen. Remind, you saying that reminds me of ron swanson exactly so i've tried to collect all the great comedy show food posters <laughs> for my kitchen because what else would i well, what else would i put in my kitchen but i cannot find the ones from her office and it breaks my heart uh, so if anyone ever finds it please email or wants it to, to me make it or send it to me <laughs> i really want that but i love the food art i also there's a line i want to go back there's a line from tracy jordan where he says he owns seventy five thousand miles of gas of uh, to quincy jones Jones? Wait, no, no, no. He owns. He owes Quincy Jones seventy five thousand dollars. Oh, didn't he say it has something to do with gas? I thought I heard that too. Actually, I Wait. thought it had to do with gas, and I was like, that was the best road trip that has <laughs> ever that happened. Like, I think I just so because I was it. like, why is he talking about gas? <laughs> I, I might hang on a second. We're gonna. You're gonna have to look this up. I'm gonna. Well, I'm just gonna watch it real quick with the closed captioning on. But feel free to keep talking. <laughs> no, we could pause for a second while you find <laughs> no, this. We could pause. It. Hang on a second. All right. All right what did back. you find? So research has told me, actually, I've figured out. So it's that you, I understand why you thought it was gas. It's $75,000 in cash. <laughs> but Kimmy's joke is better. I like That's the gas. I like that they were on this crazy, crazy, crazy road trip, road trip in gas. But it was in cash. And Quincy paid the whole thing. Quincy paid for all the gas. He and that's half of it. Well, I think yeah, that was yeah. the joke. They were like, let's put Tracy and Quincy in a car. In a car. And just see what happens. Because I, I would that watch so that. so much better. And like, I, if I, because I, I always watch the closed captioning, which is why I was so confused. I swear it was money. Like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> cash, gas. That sounds a lot more. Instead of, I was like, how did you get gas from dollars? 
cash though. That makes sense. That All right, that it. makes much more. That's less exciting. I like the line, but I might like it a little less in this way now. <laughs> I liked it before. <laughs> I'm say it was gas. They All were right. on a road trip. It was together. gas. I improved the joke. I think if Tina Fey were here, she would agree with you about I the gas it. line. I She's hope like, so. oh, we should have. Someone read her scribbling wrong, mm-hmm. and she, she was like, gas. "I meant gas." They said cash. <laughs> oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So we then have so Jack is always trying to figure out the way to get the most people watching the show and all that stuff. So it talks about market research and they like green. Um and then <laughs> what's too old, what's too young, and Jenna panics and tells him that she's twenty nine. And she she knew her stuff. Instantly. What year were you born? <laughs> what year were you born? When did you graduate? What what song did you lose your virginity to? Motown Philly, boys to men. <laughs> <laughs> and arachnophobia drive through movie. What's a drive through? What's a drive through? Which also, I know what a drive through is. Okay. I'm way younger. I'm like, it's a good joke. Okay, it's, it's a great totally joke. Let's not pick it the, apart. The, the fast little. We pick everything apart. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're doing a podcast about this show. <laughs> we still love it though. Yeah. No, she it. was on her stuff. I always really enjoyed that joke. Um, this is when we get the the first mention of liz taylor that josh has an impression of liz taylor they're also weighted out by that liz taylor was the hottest woman that ever lived right it's weird. why like, is you that love shocking her. No, you love her i do i really do yeah she got old we all do <laughs> i don't <laughs> she looked good she, yeah she, she looked, looked good real good i do admit the hair was a bit much well but yeah. we can't blame like that's, that's what happens when we get old. Yeah. Let's hope it. But I know that shot of her later. It's, so it's Rachel Dratch again. Right, yes. Rachel, is this her second appearance? Now? No, it's like her who was supposed to star in the show. Exactly. Right? Sorry to bring up the seen, controversy. Yeah. It's insane. She's watched the whole pilot with Rachel yeah. Dratch. But I that is the only thing that bothers me. So this first season, they have all those great Rachel Dratch bits, and then it stops after season one. And I really wish they'd kept that up because she's incredible on the show. She's really. Funny. I think maybe she got upset and stopped doing it. I mean, that's also that's reasonable. Her, yeah. That was probably reasonable. I'm, I'm glad they kept ruin on. This podcast with sadness. <laughs> <laughs> she left yeah. no she's wonderful on that but so we have that scene then later so jack comes to talk to uh, liz about taking living a life why mm-hmm. do you have your windows closed why do you have your blinds closed when you have such a view see the man uh, making passionate love to himself and then do you he makes a joke is he in a staff meeting is that a dub that's just a double entendre right Oh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, <laughs> no, because that's definitely a double entendre. Jack, not Jack. As opposed to a joke Jack about Donnie. if he was doing that actually in a staff, in a staff meeting. meeting, it could go either way. But I was like, oh, that's a nice little. Uh, yeah. That's a nice little double <laughs> a little meeting. Wink to the camera, like, hey, hey. I really, I really enjoyed okay. that joke. And we get Jack Welch just brought up for the first time. Did yes, you research Jack, Jack Welch? Welch? Who's so Jack he, Welch? He was the CEO of GE from like eighty-one uh, to two thousand or eighty-four to two thousand. I thought he must have been Welch. Yeah. Is he also Welch's well, grapes? No, but there's Jack jokes la- a joke later about. Would, uh, about grapes too at some point but no that's because it's spelled differently i think is it i just always assumed that he was talking about the ceo of the jam company <laughs> <laughs> i'm like wow he is an american entrepreneur this makes sense that is a ge joke yeah, oh, that's like is, a corporate it, nbc joke yeah. all mm-hmm. the way like if it were done today it would be brian roberts oh okay oh that's who's fair. the ceo of comcast oh there you didn't even know that i didn't even no, know that you oh, a page, what happened, i know what happened to jeff zucker jeff he was like the president when GE's like in like their last days. Okay. Cause they make a lot of good, they talk about Jeff Zucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a like, Jeff bit. Zucker was like ran the today show, did it really well when he was young and then became like the head of the company. And mm-hmm. like, it, it was a disaster. You have all the good background. Now you run, now you run CNN. Oh, oh that's cool. the airport network. The right, he probably made the right choice. It was at the airport when I was there last week. You're right. It always is. It always is. Dude, CNN last week explained to me what a podcast was. 
They're like, you can put them on your phone. And I was like, what? oh, no. <laughs> there are oh, a lot of no. people that that's very relevant information to. I know, but for me. <laughs> like, or they I think can? it's just an iPhone thing and like because you can get them in so many other places now. It's true, but they, they explain the, the podcast app on the iPhone. <laughs> they did go that far and they're like, you can choose. I like cereal. <laughs> and they explain cereal. To you. Find the purple like, icon. <laughs> they're like, coming up, what is the YouTubes? Find out after this. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. So when when Jack walks into her office, this is the first time, at least in this episode, that isn't it? Yeah, that Jack questions her taste in things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, he questions she, her taste in clothing all the time. Well, in this episode, sorry, in this okay. episode specifically, he's got a because, sassy. Mm, they've got a great his his girl Friday, and we've talked about this before on our uh, the podcast how we like that they have like a back and forth, but it's not like a work relationship where it's like this it's never sexual. It's not, it's not. There's no sexual tension. It's just frustration yeah <laughs> it's pure frustration which we appreciate on that one um but liz is singing maybe from annie oh my god this is one of my favorite 30 rock jokes of all time where she's in there betcha bet he reads betcha bet she sews betcha she made you that's a real joke from her real life too i think because remember she talks about in bossy pants she's saying like the never bible. let them use in the bible <laughs> never let them use the, your um, own ipod or your own phone for music she goes oh yeah put on shuffle and no matter what happens Thank you, Herbert Hoover, will always play twice. Yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I just love the fact that that is clearly pulled from her life. She's a big Annie fan. Yes. My favorite part of that joke was just the silence when she's turning it off. She walks in and there's just this silent moment where she just flustered. Which there's a good silent moment later when they're in the after all the stuff and she's coming to the realization about what she needs to do with Dennis. And Jack is just sitting in the back, standing in the back of the elevator. And she's having that entire conversation to herself with him never saying a word. But Jack silent presence I think is well, strong. Yeah. well she refused to let him be the mentor the so. conference yes. call later when she oh god that is also one of the other Gentlemen, that's like her isn't it <laughs> <laughs> that was a great joke because the look on his face god Alec it really looked like he wasn't doing anything no. I don't blame her that joke every time surprises me too that's the what is so good about the way they set up that scene every time I forget that's the joke that's about to happen <laughs> just because the way and then he just moves it is flawlessly directed it's such an incredible bit it's good mm-hmm. we're just bouncing so in much. In that conference call, they were taking a moment of silence to write something right. down. I think. <laughs> so it looked like he was just working alone. That's the only way that could possibly explain it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis tells us that there are 17 rats per person in Manhattan and it is one rat per four people. <laughs> this was 2006 though. You have to More adjust rats. for that. Giuliani's year. New York? This was, I yeah. And was it you? I don't even know. I tried, New York, I tried yeah. to Still find the facts heels. about 2006 i couldn't but in 2014 there was a there was research conducted that it's actually only one rat per four people mm, um but apparently in new york if you have rat problems you're supposed to dial 311 Isn't that, is okay. did you ever dial 311 no no definitely <laughs> not. did you ever see a rat king well, you saw not rat king but you which saw is a them. real thing uh, you were in kimmy you were in new york recently i was for one day <laughs> and uh, did you go to the subways a lot um, we only use the subway about once. We did a couple times, yeah, because we you had to take it to get to Hamilton. Yeah. What? The yes. <laughs> this is now becoming a Hamilton podcast from this moment on. Yes. No, I'm kidding. No, no if, you, if you go into the subway, you just see giant rats all the time. There were. I have seen the rats actually. Right. I have seen rats in the like subway. Like U.S.s. You you get really 
they are like are sensitized to it. Mm-hmm. You really do. So it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah. I mean, you see rats in LA. I saw a rat fall on a guy outside of a bar. It was really yeah, funny. He was, I've never seen a grown man like cry more. He was so upset. <laughs> he was following, yeah. he was pursuing the man out of the bar. Uh, no, he, what it was is the man was standing between him, between like a wall and a tree and the rat was like, this is the fastest way to this tree. <laughs> he jumped at him and jumped to the tree and I've watched a grown ass man get so upset. It was oh so God. funny. I, uh, but wait, nope, the rat king nope. is real? I did yeah. not think that would be real. So Rat King is a thing. Mostly it's a phenomenon in Germany. There's no way it's real. Wikipedia. I think it's real or else it wouldn't be a thing. How would they mold together into one thing? I don't know if it's real as in they literally mold together, but at least like the tails getting caught and they are stuck together basically. I just can't. Like, have you ever tried brushing your hair? We had to edit the part where Kimmy threw up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not back. that grossed out by rats and the way other people are. I don't like them. I'm not like a pro rat person. I have friends with Does rats. Does anyone like rats? I have a friend who has a lot of rats and th- he loves them and As they're pets. very cute. They're pets. Yeah. And they have personalities and he adores them. I'm just not, I'm not That's, into them. I don't judge him. It says a rat king is a term for a number of rats whose tails are intertwined and bound together by one of several possible mechanisms, such as entangling material like hair or sticky substances like sap. Oh, I shouldn't have Googled that. I shouldn't have Googled oh. that. <laughs> I might actually throw up. There's definitely a cluster of dead rats that are tails are tied together. Well, we're here, I should we should not also Google lip cancer. You want to pull <laughs> no, that up I don't too? Do okay. That. I don't want to. This do has that. been a fun podcast. I literally started to type it in. I went, "Oh, you're just never mind." Nope. <laughs> Thank you for being so game. We're 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 pretty game. Lip as cancer. This won't be gross at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I want to talk about the fact that Brian Stack walks in. So Brian Stack is Howard <gasps> Jorgensen. You took my factoid. Well, you, you know Brian I was Stack. Be like, did you know a former Conan writer, current Colbert writer, Brian Stack? Is he writing for? I love. Okay, Brian Stack went to a UC. Was at a UCB show I went to, and he was standing next to me. And people were, who knew him were talking to him. And he was talking about the good old days of like Chicago improv with Amy and Tina. Mm-hmm. And I was, I looked at my friend and like pretend to talk to me so I can listen to this. Yes. And I eavesdropped for like ten minutes, and he was like, Tina was very shy but she'd get on stage and be really excited and i was just like this is such inside information <laughs> yes so yes. if brian stack's listening i'm sorry i eavesdropped but it was too good brian stack who at the time was a conan writer and if you watched late night with conan which we're talking about for the next oh we'll episode, get there yeah yeah great guy oh he's so he's and wonderful. adam mckay was in his wedding director of the big short and my oh favorite director. how do you know that Oh, I saw it on Twitter the other day. <laughs> follow him on Twitter. Uh, that's what Twitter does. It gives you insight into people's lives. No, he's wonderful. And he, he's, the, um, he's the narrator for the Thrilling Adventure Hour, one of my other favorite podcasts. I was just talking about that podcast yesterday. It's, oh my gosh, I forgot your favorite. Have you listened to the Thrilling Adventure Hour? We went and saw that together. No, you have. I'm talking to Will. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, no, I have not. No, I wasn't here. I was in, I was in India when you guys did that without me. Yeah. It's a wonderful podcast. You should listen to it. I'll tell you about it's it. I don't know. You've already told me you'll send me podcasts. I'll, I'll be sending you a Thrilling Adventure <laughs> Hour. Um, no, but Brian said, I love that. But he goes, I have a, I'm married. I have two kids and a pool. How does he have a pool in New York? Do people have pools? Uh, not no. in the city, but he probably lives in the suburbs. Probably lives so in Yonkers. Lives in yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brian would live in Yonkers. May, He's so yeah. nice. Yeah, very corporate. Mm. Who is Kenneth talking about when he's giving the tour and he says uh, a former car, uh, former call girl that went on to be one? Of I wanted to ask you that. I thought that was just a gag. I literally thought it probably really? was okay. a gag, but I, I was hoping it, it was like a like a joke about. I'm not going like to name names. Like, like, like just some random, like, yeah. like some female ladies anchor. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> wish I had an answer. for It was that. a great I don't gag. Know. It was, and I like the way they edited it so it just gets the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not like they do the joke and set up. They, mm-hmm. 
yeah. makes you want to know what else was being said. Exactly. No, yeah. they do really good. This joke is so, this show is so many jokes per minute. I know we talked, we'll talk about that every episode, but the amount of gags they throw in to the show blows my mind. Particularly for a not cartoon. Cartoons I'm used to having, like being gag, gag, gag. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say gag again. But it, there's so many jokes in like cartoons and stuff because of the nature of it, you can just throw them in. But I'm just so impressed with how many jokes this show can throw in a minute. She, because she, I'm a big fan of Kimmy Schmidt, mm-hmm. which... Um, <laughs> Thank you for pointing at me. I'm the fan of Kimmy Lucas. <laughs> oh, uh, fight! Yeah. But I was just going to say, Tina Fey, and I, mean, I, I think she's one of the greatest writers ever. Yes. Um, I didn't mean to get really intense when no, I said please, that. No, please. I started crying. Take very <laughs> Why? Calm damn down. Parts on Here's my body. the Here's, No, I, have, I was going to oh, say, sorry. I have some tissues right um, now. Yeah, yes, she's right. one of the best writers ever. Sometimes she is very cartoony in her style. Mm-hmm. And I love cartoons. Yeah. That's my favorite thing. But, you know, sometimes her live action cartooning, I'm like, whoa, it's like a little bit uncanny valley the way she merges live action and cartoony timing no i think that's a really accurate description of what she does and that's how she grows her characters in this show i like they all start off from a, i think other than tracy nope tracy actually they all start from a very real place and as the show progresses the absurdities just grow on each other and they're never afraid to do that and she always has a goal particularly for liz where she wants to get that character but she's never afraid to expand them in absurdity and build on the world because they're always very aware when we've talked about this a couple times she establishes rules within the characters um and we'll get it like sue gets some stuff added to mm-hmm. her as a character that wasn't there before and all of a sudden like okay this is an attribute of who you are and they build on it and they never forget it Mm -hmm. which i really particularly about halfway through the season they start world building in a really beautiful way yeah um and we see we see that a lot with this show which i really enjoy Um, let's go back to jack welch jack welch (laughs) um i can do that so far in this i've never related more to liz lemon than when she tries to run into the elevator to hide from jack i do that all the time at work. Like when I like Kelsey, see who you running from. Just <laughs> what an unhealthy work environment. <laughs> I have I it's it's mostly in the parking structure when I'm like getting like walking from my car to go inside. Um that like I'll see somebody walking and you'll sit there and go, okay, I could wait, but I don't want you to see, like running real quick and hit clothes because you just don't want to deal with people in the elevator. And mm-hmm. I related to her very much. It's because this moment. show captures the experience of the female at work. It's so true. It represents because we're going to make it after all. Mary Tyler Moore. Thank you. <laughs> Thank For you. For those of you who are <laughs> under the age of 60. <laughs> um, I like that when Dennis comes in to give Liz a salamander, um, because that's the way to everyone. Anyone sees a salamander, it's Liz's. <laughs> don't salamanders need water he brought it in a shoebox yeah salamanders are wet that's what i thought so okay but i like that at one point that i can't remember if it's jack i think jack says it or no no no, it's dennis he says technology is cyclical and i literally said that line yesterday to somebody (laughs) or no it was thursday i I said it and then i went why why did you say that it's not true that's the whole point i was teasing them because they we found we found some old tech we found a bunch of floppy disks we found some windows 2000 server things or whatever and someone was like you're gonna want to say this i'm like yes because technology is cyclical but you found floppy disks oh yeah he's in his poster sometimes lord we're we're remodeling and so we find all this old like quickbooks before there was a versioning of it like Mm -hmm. you use them as that is such a delightfully hipster silver like (laughs) thing to do like oh we we our system is built on floppy disks yeah yeah but they we should start but they bought their floppy disks from like wherever urban outfitters mine were actual legit floppy disks oh she's their floppy disks were 30 bucks mine were 
we're going to start a bar in, in Silver Lake called Silicon Valley. And we'll oh. use floppy disks as the... As the stop it. This is like coasters. Someone's going to... Yeah. <laughs> I like oh that. Someone's going to steal this. Copyright. Talk 30 to me. Talk 30 um. to me. Um, no, wait. I have something I want to say about the salamander. Did you know the salamander within literature and culture is an image of immortality and rebirth? Because their tails can... Their- no. It will also... It's partly the eating their tail, but it's actually because um, in salamanders and in, in like a lot of European countries, they hide in logs. Well, if you were like a... A, a person who wanted a fire, you go get logs from outside and you put them in the fire and then salamanders would burst out from flames. And no. so they thought they were immortal, that they could survive fire and all these things. It was actually just... Supermander. Like- exactly. <laughs> Supermander. <laughs> that was the best thing you've ever said <laughs> ever. Supermander. So my theory is, is there, was this some very thoughtful, like, was he saying something about the nature of the relationship, the relationship. that it's immortal? I'm, you know I'm stretching right now. This was supposed yeah. to be more of a joke than not. Dennis but is really deep. I just want, I know he's so deep or maybe it was the show writer saying something about Liz being immortal. Maybe mm-hmm. something about immortality. Ooh, an immortal- oh. immortality theme in this show. Oh, what? 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 You can't say anymore. But no, there's absolutely nothing like that. I just like salamanders. Can we talk about Tracy's tattoo? Yes. I like that the tattoo he gets on his face is a biblical dragon from outer space. <laughs> <laughs> In the book of Revelation, no, I'm like, where in the Bible was there that? are some of these elements. It's fair. It's worth getting it. Oh, I love, but I love later where because they think it's this real tattoo, and then he falls asleep and it's on the pillow, and he goes, "Where's my sharpie?" So he can start drawing it back on his face, and he grabs a Crayola marker. He does grab a Crayola marker, which does work. Um, also, there's that great, but he doesn't want to be like Wayne Brady. That's his fear. Yes, yes. Which okay, so I I looked that up. So. So he goes, you take away my strip cred, you're left with Wayne Brady. And Liz says, nah, Wayne Brady has three Emmys. You have a People's Choice Award that you stole from Wayne Brady. <laughs> um, and in 2006, such a good joke. Wayne Brady had won three Emmys, one primetime and two daytime. And since then, he's won one more daytime in 2014. So he did have three enemies. <laughs> enemies. Three enemies. <laughs> You're one Just of them. Just three. I know. We he haven't talked about enemies. that yet. Yeah, because I, 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 I mentioned to you earlier Brady. that the number was wrong. The number is wrong on the IMD facts. Someone put it on there saying he had four enemies. And now, oh, now you're doing it. I'm going to say see enemies next. Um, but yeah, so he, he at the time he did have three, but someone on IMDb gave the wrong information there. That's fair. Well, I just like it, too, because Wayne Brady shows up in a couple episodes. Yeah, it's like really soon. He becomes on not as Wayne Brady. Yeah, that's the joy of the show. Like just it makes the surrealness makes no sense. So they talk about someone and then that person comes on not as himself. Yes. Which is that's wonderful. like um, I was oh like on Friends. They do that same thing where I was listening to them the other day and they're talking about how um they talk all the time about die hard and they love die hard and then bruce willis shows up as a character on the show and the guys don't ever go doesn't he look like the guy from die hard like it's just bruce willis and like you guys love this movie and bruce willis is it's interesting there. it's an interesting line in like the reality of these shows when you exist in a universe that's slightly alternative but not yes yeah these mm-hmm. two the friends and 30 rock are connected right because robert carlock is an ex-friends writer yes oh. robert carlock and they get a bunch of the friends people i think they get two of the friends people in the show they get jennifer aniston and lisa and they get, and lisa oh three oh, and ross yeah and um david schwimmer so they do have a good connection with friends um, my glass another because we were, we were talking about wayne brady appearing and then later on like tracy in the sketch she he's condoleezza rice and condoleezza rice comes on later too oh yeah they make a horrible like racist joke about her where oh. he's like i dated her but she shouted during all the movies i know it's the greatest <laughs> joke um can you please tell me who august wilson is what was the context for this joke again i can't he's remember a, i can't remember what the context of it was oh either. he had an august wilson wilson impression and she's like we should have made sure he knew who august wilson was yeah who's he was august a wilson right 
Oh um, my gosh! <laughs> yeah, the artist—he's a the 20th the century joke. writer and playwright, um, whose work included a series of ten plays, *The Pittsburgh Cycle*, and he received two Pulitzer prizes for drama. That is an obscure reference. It's yeah, a very obscure reference, but it's very New York. Oh, I feel like with each theater. is set in a different decade, depicting the comic and tragic aspects of the African American experience in the 20th century. But yeah, so that was just kind of a. They worked really hard to throw yeah, that. They, they did a great job. Yeah. I love references like that. Well, yes. you have to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But at parties, it's not. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. So this episode aired a year after August Wilson died. Oh, uh, so, so he, I'm was in the, he was in he the Zeitgeist. He never lived to see his relevance, actually. Come to <laughs> yeah, he died from liver cancer. Kelsey. Well, anyway. It looks like. So much information. <laughs> well, I knew you would do your August Wilson <laughs> yeah. research, though. I'm like, we got that. Um, I, this episode's great. It's not my favorite episode. I think it's a solid one. Um, you know, but it sets up something great. What did we not another talk about? Another funny thing: the the James Blunt joke. Yes, the James Blunt joke was so topical at the so, time because like they're all those poor. I don't, like those actors just had a rough episode, a rough episode in general, and mm-hmm. they're all just out there horrible. And then the power goes out to save, or they're trying to figure out how can we save the show. <laughs> like, well, can we have the musical guests do another song? Like James Blunt, ugh. <laughs> no, it's not happening. And then the power goes out and saves the day. Has anything happened to James Blunt since? You're beautiful. I don't think so. Have you heard of James Blunt since? I have. No, no. But I, it brought back memories to hear the reference. Yeah, right. it was great. I remember those days. Take it back to high school. I know. Yeah, beautiful. Um, oh, there were version. two Frank hats in this episode. Oh yeah, let's talk about Frank's hats. Um, yeah, I didn't write them down. I forgot. Ninja this time. Expert and Joystick Master. We are just repeating. Joystick Master's new. Mm-hmm. Joystick Master. But Ninja new. Expert we've had since episode one. Yeah. I thought there were new hats every episode, and I am learning that I was sorely wrong on that. Yeah. Do you have um, a favorite line from this episode at all? I think it's definitely, does he know you are the Beeper King? <laughs> um, I like that one. I also like, uh, I wouldn't expect a white woman from Whiteville to understand street cred. I'm from Whitehaven. <laughs> and it wasn't as nice as it <laughs> sounds. Nice. How about you, Will? Do you have a favorite line? Uh, my favorite, honestly, are the silent moments. So the mm-hmm. one where she pulls the headphones out when she's singing. Ooh. And then the other one is when Jack gives the perfect 10 sign yes. about uh, Dennis. <laughs> Negative space. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I know that's not a line, but that's the no, yeah, that's my a, favorite part. That's a great answer. Well, this is, yeah, did you have anything else? Um, the only other thing is that I had to look up uh, what sport the Islanders play. At the end, when Liz hockey. gets back to the house, I had no idea. Oh, because she talks about how much she loves hockey earlier in the episode. Oh, see, And he's wearing a hockey mitt. Okay. I, I was all <laughs> Islanders. Who are you? I don't know what I thought. You got there. You I got there. It, I, I don't know why I was so condescending about that. Like, Hello. I'm a big sports fan. So I know you're pretty athletic. You're pretty sporty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The aggressive tension between these two drives. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is really it's very unhealthy between the takes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our next episode for today's episode of our podcast is my favorite episode. This is probably in my top five episodes of Thirty Rock ever. Whenever I'm oh, sorry. Tracy does Conan. <laughs> Let's just talk about it real quick. Um, oh, so air date good. was December 7th, 1941. Sorry, 2006. <laughs> Did you just say it was the, the day of Pearl, Pearl Harbor? Harbor? Day? A day that lives in infamy? By the way, we're the last generation to know that date. I that's, know. Okay. I heard that. So, true story. <laughs> joking, but okay, maybe that's real. All, Someone right, said that my, to me when once. I was Because I was like a marching band nerd. My field show my sophomore year of high school was Pearl Harbor. And the beginning of our field show started with the recording of yesterday, December 7th, 1941. Like, I heard that my entire sophomore year of high school, well, the first semester of it. And then we got to go to Hawaii for the 65th anniversary. And we had, like, our own Pearl Harbor survivor. survivor. His name was Hutch, and he was awesome. And then he died, and it was really sad. And then we had another Pearl Harbor survivor, because all the Pearl Harbor survivors are 
are dying because it's been so long since then that they like made the 65th anniversary a really big deal because they didn't know how many of them would be around for the 75th. Why are all of our stories so bleak today? (laughs) It's because it's a gloomy, cloudy, depressing day. It's not depressing. It's beautiful. What is this? Is Seattle weather? I love it. I live in Seattle. But Tracy does Um, Conan. Who wrote it? Who directed it? Well, director was Adam Bernstein, which he did the pilot and the aftermath. Bernstein, Bernstein. I can't remember if we decided how to pronounce that. Racist. He had the pilot and the aftermath. Have you heard the whole thing about the Bernstein Bears? Don't even. Oh, I don't yeah. even want to go oh, into yeah, that. I, it can, terrifies. What is it called? The the, uh, the Mandela. It's called the Mandela effect. Attention, listeners! If you want to be creeped out, <laughs> go Google the Mandela effect and look at that crazy woman's blog about it. Oh man, I gotta check that out. I, I know the Berenstein Bears thing for another time. It's too deep. <laughs> we'll go into it the episode Nelson Mandela shows up on. Yeah, I'm trusting you two to talk about it when I. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and I think it was written. I think just by Tina Fey based on IMDb. She was the only writer listed. Listed. That may, this is one of the best episodes of all time, so it doesn't surprise me. She's incredible. Can we talk about the fact? Um, so Kimmy and I have both gone to see Conan here. Filmed he's so great. Each three You're, times. Will, Will has a big and old crush on him. Big old man crush. Have you met him? Never. At all? I've no, okay. no, he's no, gone already. Yeah, and at 30 Rock, I did the Late Night with Jimmy Fallon show. Mm, hence the I t-shirt. I just called that. The, the, it's not called that. It's called Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. But mm. yeah, um, I really, like, I love Jimmy Fallon. He's great. But I'm into comedy, and so Conan is king to mm-hmm. me. And I always wanted to work Conan, but I never got to. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you my biggest gripe about Conan? I mean, he's a great Here man. Here we go. It, 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 Gripes it, it, about and this, Conan. This is the only I can say. I... I don't see his hair as red. Okay. That- I think he's dyed it lately, I bet. No, she's complaining because she has red hair and he has orange hair. That's all it is. She's as a redhead, she's offended. Even that, but even like, because I was looking, I, was I appreciate watching. where you were going with that, sorry, but no, I was, sorry. she's just griping because she's I'm, a redhead. I, I'm a redhead snob, is the problem that I. I have issues. Can you with. see the look on my face right now? <laughs> <laughs> that, I just remember like seeing him in person. And then even with this episode, cause like on his show here, it's like the outline of his hair and his beard. I'm like, that is orange and you've got blonde hair. Like it looks blonde in person. I feel like it's a marketing gimmick. It's a strawberry. <sighs> it bothers me. His hair is great. I, I think he's funny and his hilarious. Why are you looking me. at the surface features? I'm just because teasing you. It's I'm fine. I'm not versed in red hair. I, <laughs> I'm much better with brunettes. So I'm can, just going to step back. Here. It's better with brunettes. <laughs> I speak fluent brown. brunette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a redhead snob, but I that's, think I'm allowed that's to fine. Be. Well, Conan going extinct. But can I say that show in its day? Now, not so much, but in its day, that show was the best thing on TV. It was incredible. And I watched it every night. You were a diehard. I didn't get to watch. I watched you have like a 40 minute conversation with someone once about Conan. I think what That's what creepy. Tina Fey is to <laughs> seriously what Tina Fey is to a lot of young writers out there. I think Conan and David Letterman. I'm probably yeah. Those are my you're favorite. a product. You're, you're for the a, white male lineage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Conan's a, a really great one to follow. Um, he's wonderful. I went to the Conan rally they had when uh, it was the end of the Tonight Show, and they team had like Coco. A, yeah, it was Team Coco, mm-hmm. and I went to the rally where everyone went and like yelled. Uh, me and my friend Kimmy, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Um, hiccup. That was my hiccup. That was the hiccup of the day. But okay. I went and I yelled and I missed him by five minutes because the traffic was bad. Oh. So he'd come out and he had like waved at everyone cheering and then he went inside and I showed up right after that and they were like, Conan bought his pizza. And I was like, I missed it. <laughs> but then I, um, but my friend was at the final show, the Tonight Show and you can see him in the corner. I know. We don't know how he got those tickets. Ending. It was very beautiful with him just playing guitar. Yeah, at the end with Will Ferrell. Mm, I love Conan. But these are the old Conan days. This was the um, late night Conan O'Brien days, correct? Yep, Studio 6A. Studio 6A. um, And uh, I really love that he's on this. There was a season of life where Conan went on a bunch of the NBC shows. Do you remember when he was on The Office? 
Remember it was in the Michael Goes to New York oh, episode yeah, 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 and Michael's yeah. like ready to see. He goes, oh, that's Tina Fey. And he runs that's up right. to her and it's not. And then Conan just walked right by him and he doesn't see him at all. I forgot about that. I that one. Yeah, no. So Conan had this like season where he was really involved with a lot of the shows they filmed in New York, which mm-hmm. I really, really appreciated. He was he was like the young up and coming talent at that time. Yeah. He was just, he was like the voice of young people, you know? Yeah. And that I think is the thing I miss the most. I think... I don't know if, if TBS is... No, they're not softer because of what they're doing with Samantha B. I think I miss some of the weirder things he used to do. And he still does wonderful things. I love all this stuff he's doing in cars and like running around with people. He's so funny now, but I miss the weird. I feel like it's Me not too. as weird anymore. He's older. That's fair. People we, get older. People get older. Get but do people get not weird when they get older? I don't know. Letterman got pretty We'll find boring. out. <laughs> well, this, let's just say this podcast episode is a love letter from me saying, Conan, like, if you want to be weird, like, you should be weird. I'm into it. I'm into it. I that love can be weird. taken in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy's making a face right now that's not settling me at all. <laughs> but this episode is amazing because it starts like a billion. I say that for every episode. I need to not. I need to be a little more discerning. But I like this episode because it establishes a lot of things that continue in the show. Um, the Roar yes which comes back later which comes back a lot it's an incredible joke and i i don't even know what to say about it i just love the roger that's and i'm sad that we get there's a whole episode about that later on that's true the episode called the roger i just also always love how she like is guests pronouncing it the roger and that jenna never once like oh let let me pronounce that for you you know what's funny is i am sure i'll mention this again when we do the actual rural juror episode it's a hard word to say that's what's amazing i struggle with it every time i always and i don't know why i associate with this i struggled for years the difference between rotor rooter and router like those three words i don't know why i just did and i'd be like oh i gotta reboot my router no wait that's like router plumbing and like oh my rotor on my car not like for the longest time and that's just what i associate the verger with because rooter router router good job that was (laughs) i just had to share that i love you yeah that Aww. was amazing. No, the real jerk. I love her hair in that. It looks exactly like what they talk about later. It looks like a John Grisham novel. The way her hair is like in the wind, like yeah. it's a down home. <laughs> the Roger, but it, that's a great one. But I, I that sets up something for later. Also, can we talk about his ideal that Dennis? So at the beginning, he's talking with Liz about perfect kid names. His ideal names are Shannon or Rick, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which Rick isn't even, like? It's always Richard, isn't it? I don't. It's I mean, just like there's something kid? I don't. I can't even like peg why that was so funny. To but me. is yeah, it? It's a vibe thing. It's Which a vibe. But it's so great. That episode later on, the um, one of the Irish, the uh, St. Patrick's Day episodes. Oh no, Megan is the name they shout out the window. I thought they shouted Shannon. No, it's it's it's, it's Shannon. Rick. I, there's just those names that are just so classic American. We're gonna give them good names, right? Oh man, Shannon and Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, does softer water really help you shave better? Because he's like shaving in the kitchen. Why would it be softer in one room than another? That's the <laughs> ju- that's not like I didn't know that was a thing. Like, I know like there's like soft water and hard water. And if you, you're the only man in here, what what is I, your experience? I shaved this morning, and I got to say it's pretty even wherever you get it. <laughs> <laughs> probably Actually, not in the no, ocean. You, the ocean, yeah. you probably wouldn't want to do that. If I, you can get it from an early 20th century cistern outside of somebody's <laughs> farmhouse, that's that's you know traditionally the softest kind of water. <laughs> I I, cause I, think, I I like that that's what caught you off guard because for me I'm like the joke is how would water in one room be softer than in another room <laughs> and I was just like does that really make a difference <laughs> you, you guys are fascinated by Dennis 
Dennis is one of my favorite characters. Overwhelmingly unlikable d bag. But he's lovable. He's really empathetic. Girls always like the bad guys because they can change. I think that's kind of okay. And I'm a guy that's like, oh, I see exactly what that kind of person. (laughs) Oh, he's the worst. He's gonna. I am that person. So I. You are Dennis Duffy. That's why we actually. That's actually why we invited you on these episodes. No, he's great. But I just what I love about the episode is the tone of this. It builds. It starts off. The music really plays in this too. Oh, the music in this episode, Jeff Richmond. The way it builds and like the. I think it sounds like the. Um, there's a famous classical music uh, Flight of the Valkyries where it just builds and it, it like circles oh, like yeah. bumblebees and it just builds the tension and the show it starts with like four different little plot lines and they compound on each other till the fi- the finale it's literally like eight like four things happening mm-hmm. at once which I just find it's just one of the best written TV episodes I think I've ever seen I love it it's so great but um, we start well off first Pete in that wig yes which I, I oh, who is I this leader that. of men? It was a great that joke. That was a nice. The re, I was thinking about. I thought about how nice of a touch that was because in so much sitcom you have a plot and b plot, and this the great thing about this show is they'll throw in like little z thing mm-hmm. that's just an element and it's not. It doesn't have to be a huge plot line. It doesn't. But at the same time, this it builds him in that wig into that moment where then later His he's Moses saving. Moment. Yes. Yeah, where he, he gets let him through. Let him through. And then, of course, them running and Kenneth can't let go of his hand. <laughs> Kenneth is so wowed by his masculinity. Well, but he, I was I never noticed that before until I was rewatching it whenever I watched it yesterday or something. But as they're running, he keeps grabbing his hand and Pete's like, stop it. He's stop like, it. Stop it. Let go of me. Let go of me. Mm. Um, did you look up who uh, I probably was? I no, no, I didn't, never. Kelsey. We're going to see. I didn't know I did Stone not look Phillips it up. Was. Who? I didn't know who Stone Phillips was. Wasn't he a Fox Stone, News anchor? Uh-huh, he's a, I think it's so. It's a Stone Phillips wig. Yeah. And he's a, he was a news anchor and he was a co-host of Dateline. Oh, not Fox News. Never mind. Yeah, television reporter. That makes sense. That's a very classic, like, 1950s American male type of hair yeah. that Pete gets to wear. And that's the kind of masculinity he's, he's accessing. I Donaghy's encouragement of him. It's so right. genuine. And he sells it so well. <laughs> I know. Where is your charisma? Who is this leader of men? He's like, pull my hair. No, I'm not like you. <laughs> it, it's real. It's real, though. But the way he kind of walks in and says, I know you're wearing it as a joke, but you look confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your Alec Baldwin is pretty good. Though. I know. It was a really good voice. Well, Alec Baldwin hits me. As, uh, not Alec Baldwin. Jack Donaghy has this like Ernest Hemingway-esque like, type of masculinity where it's like, you're a man. <laughs> these things and I, it really pops up in this episode like the testosterone and with the two of them at some point particularly because pete doesn't get to be manly pete no, is doesn't. whipped and beaten <laughs> yeah. um which is just a sign of how wonderful scott adds it is because i was I, shocked when i saw him in person i'm like you were not pete <laughs> have you guys seen him do improv before live i've never seen him do improv i saw him do a show he and lutz used to do a wednesday night show at ucb <sighs> and because I, I went to college in new york that so, size me being upset i don't live in new york sorry yeah this is i just want to make Kimmy jealous yeah, I, no um, you're succeeding but it was good. Like they would do amazing. You know, you just you were really watching like masters at work when you watch those guys improv. He's so good. He was on a science podcast we did at the Nerd Melt called "You're You're the Expert," where they figure out stuff about this like octopus expert, and it was wonderful. But he was so funny. But yeah, just I didn't realize how much how pervasive that character of Pete was to me. That he, I was so shocked at how like confident, and comfortable he was. Because I was just yeah. like, wait, where's his insecurity? <laughs> oh, that was a character. <laughs> but that he just acts that part really well. Tell me, talk, I'd never heard of Bodie Miller before. He's on the cereal box that he's eating. Yes. Um, so like what this episode, what I say, was in December. And so that would have been from the Winter Olympics because he was a skier. So that's a couple of months old. He was in Olympics a bunch of times. But I guess there was a whole controversy over Bodie Miller. Because in an interview he did on 60 Minutes, he talked about how when he was skiing, he was wasted. And then there was a Nike ad campaign to tell people to join Bodie. And 
uh, one of the writers at the Washington Post wrote something and was like, join Bodie where? At the bar? Oh, um, burn. But yeah, that's a, that's a Bodie Miller right These are such topical jokes. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> We're nailing it. But um, I wanted to talk about, okay, first of all, just every story that Tracy had about uh, trying to be normal. This is my chance to redeem myself with mainstream America. Oh, right. I was pooping in the ladies room at the <laughs> Ivy with Sharon Stone. <laughs> Is there a big club? And I wondered because the Ivy is a huge club out here. I wasn't sure. I tried to look it up, one. and there were just it, wait, it's LA. It's, it's, it's a big LA. Restaurant. It's like a really because um, my roommate went there with her boss once, and it was yeah. really it's very fancy. She's like George Clooney eats there all the time. Yeah, it's like it's known for. I think that's it's what very he famous. I figured it was There's that no one. New York. There's no New York Ivy. Not that I know. There we go. Okay. We talk about the LA Ivy. It's I typed fancy. in Ivy. It's very iconic. Glen Ivy Hot Springs. I'm like I don't think that's what he's talking about. I was in a mud bath at Glen Ivy. I was pooping in the mud bath. That wasn't. Um, <laughs> we also get mind grapes this episode. Yes, we get. Which I didn't realize. I sh- I would have. I should rewatch one more time. That Jack Donaghy says mind grapes, and then Tracy says it. But it it's another like, time where they're on the same kind of wavelength. Scene, yeah. I thought. He says yeah, it's the very yeah, in the next it's the exact scene. scene. But I always thought that he got it from Tracy. So I'm, I guess you're supposed to assume that Tracy has said it another time. <laughs> no, Kelsey, Isn't we go through this every time. The same. It's that's just the joke. Kelsey, every time. Just, this happens every time. Will so Kelsey is always like the logic of this is. Um, that Tracy must say this every time. <laughs> every time I'm doing, I'm like, it's a surreal show. The abstractness speaks to the fact that they all make the same jokes and it's not a real no. world. But Kelsey's always like, well, the logic of it is that Ke- that uh, Tracy must be saying this before. Yeah. We have such different exactly. fan theories about this show, and yep. I love it because yeah. that's the way we always approach it. We were once talking. Oh, I want to. There even was some. Yeah, there was one of the first episodes we did the same thing. We had this right? exact same argument because this happens in the first episode where Jack mm-hmm. says something. Oh, they say mind grapes in the first episode. Well, uh, oh, no. what's on my mind? Yeah, he. No, no, no. What is he saying at the bar where he says? Oh no, the tri- the triple heat. I'm the oh, triple yeah, heat. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, because of the- yeah. It's a whole thing. I'll cut all this out. But it's a whole <laughs> thing, and it's really funny to me because Kelsey and I always have I very think different it's so differently. Yeah, Kelsey and I have very different theories about Thirty Rock abstractness, mm-hmm. realness, mm-hmm. or actuality. One thing I didn't understand was when Conan and Jack Donaghy are in the studio at the black beginning. Irish what does that mean? He calls mean? him a black Irish I bastard. I it's, a, it's an Conan Irish person Irish. with dark hair. Oh. oh, so that's why that's why he's like back at you, red. Yeah, and then they do uh, that like they lean in and then part. And now it makes sense. Yeah, no. I couldn't figure out what the black was coming from. You I'm think like, of like skin color. The, yeah, that's color. that's what I. Thought. <laughs> Are you calling Hulk Baldwin black? I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's it's the uh, black Irish is Irish dark hair. Okay, I'm pretty I like, sure. I, I, I'm okay with that. I can get on board. I'm with okay that, with like. it. It, it, it I allow it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, one of the when Liz is talking with Jenna and Jenna's getting called to the stage. Did you ever hear what the skit was? She was getting called to the stage for. No, you you have your closed I, captioning. What was Rodney it? Rodney Stink confirmed bachelor. <laughs> Jen into the stage for Rodney Stink confirmed. These bachelor. are all like SNL, very SNL. Oh, uh-huh. so much from her experience. Yeah. Um, we, we used to sorry. Go. Um, I we used to do the dress rehearsals at SNL as pages. They would do it. Yeah. They do like a full dress rehearsal of the show. A lot of skits get cut at the dress, right? And then they cut skits after the dress. And so mm-hmm. there was there are sketches like that. Rodney mm-hmm. Stink confirmed bachelor, and there are some <laughs> that come back again and again and never make it into the show because the audience just doesn't buy it. That's my favorite thing they do at Late Night with Seth Meyers is they bring back a lot of those sketches that got cut at dress um, or those ones never made it and they go and they're often awful but so funny. (laughs) Andy Samberg has good ones whenever he's on there. I like it. Um, I was thinking the whole thing with the Roger, like going back to that, it reminded, and cause he's like, what is the name of the show? I don't know. It's been so long now. I can't ask her. It reminds me on friends when Chandler gets called Toby 
by <laughs> it's too late for him to say yeah that he can't, he's like, it's just been so long i can't even do anything about it because sometimes it's awkward you've known somebody for so long and you just like well we're just we're just gonna embrace that this is weird mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're never gonna address it no i feel like there's a strong relationship like we obviously like we talked about with uh it was robert carlock who also worked on friends mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but and kimmy schmidt co-creator right exactly there. Yeah. but i think there's a strong relationship also because friends ended 2004 this started 2006 this friends ended an era at nbc and 30 rock i think began another era um, and I, I find that very interesting. I feel like they're like bookends of like kind of what NBC was doing in comedy because NBC yeah. took kind of a weird route right around because the office is in between, but I feel like 30 rock was the beginning of like them doing weird things, which I really enjoy. Unfortunately, and I'm not saying this is a joke, the success of the primetime lineup, like 30 rock did not carry. No, it didn't did. at all. It didn't Seinfeld at all. probably really helped friends too. If you think about it. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. No, 30 rock did not. She talks about it a lot in the book about basically they were, they were trying to make Viagra and they made heart medicine <laughs> versus the other way around. Like they, she, that she was trying to make a cheers, but this show is so weird, but it's so unique. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I like it. I hate that the word that gets thrown out ton blood cookie. That is like the grossest vision. Because like again, I'm very literal right it's now. It's gross. And I Frank takes a second things. bite. He says, "Ew, what?" And then immediately bites well, into it again. And I was laughing because I was trying to figure out at first, like, why does Frank even eat? Like, it's Liz's cookie. What? But the way she comes into the room, she just tosses it on the table. It does look like she's just adding to the communal stuff on the table. Like, why wouldn't you grab? It? And then yeah, but the. What you think of the logic of every part of it? I like that about you. It's though. nice, it's right? Dynamic. It's so nice. Kelsey's the administrative. <laughs> it's so but nice. I just picture just a blood cookie, and it just makes me want to throw up. Yeah. Well, the um, the manicness of this episode, I think, really builds. Oh wait, no. The thing I want to talk about is they're always just making. Um, Jenna, I forgot her name immediately. <laughs> Jenna, so Hick, she's a condo in Clearwater, Florida. Do you know what else is in Clearwater, Florida? Scientology. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, that big. I saw the documentary. Really, I, I watched Going Clear. I also read the New Yorker article when uh, Paul, oh, what's his face, came out. Yeah, no. So me, it's just such a great weird joke. Because first of all, who I do people actually vacation in Clearwater, Florida? I think old people would. Like, I think I associate Florida... Like having a home there as an old person. Thing. No, I just love it. Like the hickness that they always give her, or like that kind of like that backcountry. I shouldn't say all this. This is all rude. But like they give her like a very country <laughs> they history, do, and that she's a condo in Clearwater, Florida. But also is Jenna a Scientologist? <laughs> I think maybe oh, it no, makes sense, Tracy right? Who gets thrown out of like whatever the crazy her cabal? Oh no, because she plays prays to the cabal monster. Tracy gets she gets thrown out of the religion. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Starts his own, right? He's no, she has proto- Sorry. No, no, that's okay. it. He's sort of. Uh, I'm just going to apologize this whole time. <laughs> I um, love it. He's sort of like a proto Kanye, and I don't say that. Oh, uh, okay, I can see that. You know what I mean? No, he's completely. We're gonna play a game later uh, at some point in the show called "Did Kanye or Tracy Say yeah, It?" Kanye or yeah. Tracy? Because if you oh, read okay, some, I didn't of, know that. we're if gonna when we get further Kanye, in the show. Not today, but if you read some of Kanye's tweets, you read it, and you could literally go, "Oh, Tracy! Oh, that was Kanye who yeah. actually said it's so funny." Yeah. It's oh, it's man. it's absolutely ridiculous. He is a proto Kanye, which is crazy. Also, I we've talked about it a couple times, but I still can't fully always tell the difference between Tracy Jordan, Tracy Morgan. Mm-hmm. The line is blurred slightly, and I that was purposeful. He was playing into. I mean, he's not as ridiculous or stupid as Tracy. He's much more. He's really intelligent, but he is kooky. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think every actor on this show has a 
really a side of them that mm-hmm. is that character, which mm-hmm. is very much so. suit of the show. Exactly. And I always find it really interesting. I, this happens on Kimmy Schmidt too, where they put up these incredibly talented people who are struggling. And then you find out that they do that thing in real life and they're super successful. Like Titus uh, Burgess, mm-hmm. you know, who always is like the struggling Broadway. He's so talented and he actually has done Broadway for years. Yeah. Same with Jane Krakowski. She's always kind of struggling with it. Yeah. And she's now she's Tony nominated. Carol Kane. Mm-hmm. One of my heroes right there. New York <laughs> actress so from the seventies. Wonderful. She really Kimmy is. Schmidt. Have you guys seen, I know we're derailing. Have you seen Dog Day Afternoon? Mm-mm. No. Carol Kane is in that she movie. She kills it. And she's like the mousy. They call her the squirrel because she's so mousy and afraid of the oh, bank how robbers. Funny. She's so cute. She's a great actress. She's so f- And she was. She had a lot more screen time, I thought, this season. In season two of, of Kimmy, uh, Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt, which I really enjoyed. She's my favorite character. Yeah? It's easy to love Titus the most, but I got to go with, with yeah. her because I just she's love really that great. old New York. And Exactly. And I loved her Robert Durr's stuff. <laughs> it was so good every time Fred Armisen just showed up yeah. the black eyes so this is the first appearance of Dr. Spitzman that's what I was gonna say Dr. Spitzman Leo Spitzman which did Jack's you- knowledge of him just immediately <laughs> he's an excellent physician and, and a pretty, pretty good, good dentist, dentist. <laughs> um, you know I learned so I'm like so the name of the character Dr. Leo Spitzman has an alternate meaning Leo L-E-O is the abbreviation for low earth orbit and the orbit maintained by the international space station and a retired space shuttle so like spaceman the low earth orbit spaceman i don't know what that means well because it's all space because like so his name's leo well it's 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 a space joke which intrigues me because like leo who's a fan of space that did this i mean there's later the astronaut all the astronaut plot lines right maybe maybe tina fey is secretly a huge space person space nerd i mean it's not that far like a nasa fan star wars star wars parnell needs work (laughs) (laughs) he is so wonderful on this he's getting a lot he's on rick and morty now which i love yeah he's He's so wonderful on it no he doesn't actually work (laughs) but that reminded me of rick and morty um, um, there was another um, Star Wars thing here. You've got <laughs> Chewbacca. Can I speak to Tracy? <laughs> yeah. So Tracy just goes bonkers in this episode because there's issues with his medication, mm. which is just so funny and so sad, but so funny. This episode, more than almost any other episode this season, I really wish I was in the room when this got pitched because how the hell did Blue Man get created? <laughs> which Rachel Dratch again. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was. Oh, I didn't know that was Rachel Dratch. That's Rachel Dratch. Something she today. just got so into character She's that in you just couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that takes some comic talent to get in and sell that role. Just be a giant right. like bowling pin. That, basically... That's what it looks like. She's it's a like bowling a pin. Stout, yeah, yeah, blue man. <laughs> Wait, I just don't understand blue. where that came from. Like, what if he sees like a giant blue bowling pin that follows him around? It makes him upset. <laughs> Like what is that? How does that pitch go in the room? This is a McSweeney's article, guys. I'm going to write it later. <laughs> they already, but also, I like when he's like he's bugging out and he's he's actually actively in the corner of the room and then falls to the couch. Like another that, surreal moment, Kelsey. Yeah, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wonderful. I'm happen. bugging out. ATCQ, a tribe called Quest. Second track of the low end theory. Anyone? Okay. What is this reference? Explain. Someone out there gets it. No, explain. The album, uh, the low end theory by a tribe called quest. And there's just, the second song is called bugging out. Oh, when you said it, I thought you were referencing that. I wish song. I was that cool. I'm not. <laughs> I told you I stopped listening to music in 2012. So, um, also we learned that Dennis loves Nickelback, which is just to add which, to his awfulness for the record. Nickelback was not on tour between September 12th, 2006 and September 11th, 2007. Oh, and they won't on tour again until March of 09. this last episode with Pat Benatar. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really trying to explore the world here. Um, yeah, but yeah, Dennis loves Nickelback. He loves Nickelback. And he was downloading a movie on her TV, which is why he couldn't mm-hmm. do that. We get the great 
Jack Donaghy line in this episode. Of, oh it's my after gosh! What am I, a farmer? For it's why one of the best that. lines. It's one of the best lines. It's my sister's favorite line. Is it? Show, yeah. It's so good. So good. <laughs> she is an ex- excellent taste. What am I, a farmer? <laughs> oh my goodness! This, again, just the way they portray capitalism in this show yes. is just so absurd and but yet loving, slightly well, loving. He's spending the entire day. At one point, he's getting a manicure, a haircut. He's getting his tux on. I'm like, what are you doing all day? <laughs> that line always I pair it with the other one where he calls pizza peasant food. Yes, not in yes. this episode. Yes. You were talking about the last my favorite time. episodes yeah. three episodes ago yeah. <laughs> like eating greasy peasant food yeah. <laughs> it's like you live in new york and you call pizza peasant food right? oh my gosh just the bouginess of it and i can't decide there's there's a part of me that wonders is this like an actually based off experience with really wealthy people i've never been around wealthy people like you are in new york like it's so, the wealth is so close to the not wealth I think people probably interact with more than here. All the rich people live in a very particular part of town. I'm just never over there. That's true. So I don't know if this is based on like a sort of actual experience um, of wealth in New York because I haven't dealt with it or more so I feel like this is based off like Annie cartoons with her concept of what like wealth and being a billionaire is in Annie. That's my theory. All right. I think mm-hmm. you're right about I think New it's York. very daddy in Warbucks. New York, it's mm-hmm. very like it is mixed together. Everybody shares the same resources in New York, no matter how much money you have. Mm -hmm. So that's for sure. But I think this is also just like rich NBC executive, like in television, isn't the joke that the people at the bottom, like Kenneth would never get paid enough Mm -hmm. to live, but Mm -hmm. Jack Donaghy gets all the more money. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's how I took it. But um, so Kenneth gets a lot of access to like the CEO of NBC. He gets a lot of access. No, the way that they speak to Jack sometimes. That didn't happen for you. That uh... yeah, that did not happen for me. Unfortunately, the way they speak to their higher ups because the the fear I have felt being in rooms with higher ups before, like the way that they interact with these people, just absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, I mean it's a show, but still, it just cracks me up because I feel that like anxiety already building in my chest when I think about trying to talk back to the CEO. Yeah, (laughs) especially when you consider that Kenneth is the guy that lets an old woman go in front of him at the drugstore right he's all nervous that he's out of time and he's like after you he's the most wonderful human and excuse me ladonica you have not been helpful (laughs) (laughs) ladonica is such a great name it's a beautiful name name. and he just says it so grammatically correctly ladonica ladonica so should we talk about what happens when he actually finally gets to conan because that's what this all the reason why this is such a big deal is because he's on conan the last time he was on conan he he tried to stab him yeah (laughs) which conan is very good at doing the fake anger yeah and that really sells this episode too it really really does he's wonderful in it i also love this running joke that tri- that liz and conan dated yes, yes. which makes this, sense <laughs> how's your wife I love uh, uh, are you still mm, how's your wife <laughs> he knows about the beeper king i think that's also yeah yeah she's dating he's got somebody exactly like they just got hearing. back together and he already knows he knows like, are you still that um that beeper king mm-hmm. <laughs> no i but that actually really didn't he do because uh, conan dated lisa kudrow for a while mm-hmm. that makes sense so actually it would really make sense i I, I'm, I ship liz and conan pretty pretty fiercely yeah i love that when he says it the moment is there he delivers it so perfectly mm-hmm. he's his comedic timing is gorgeous in this episode he sells this one so hard yeah and he doesn't i think another thing is he doesn't try to take center stage he mm-hmm. totally plays his role very and lets the other characters shine even mm-hmm. though he's such a powerful force of nature he's a he is a hurricane yeah he's a human hurricane <laughs> no string dancing in this episode no string <laughs> dancing i know it's just a shame we have another um aubrey plaza spotting in this episode yes, yes. a former page yes. i know was this during her page years or was she no, pretending to be a page? she was an actress but yeah she's uh, amazing and when i saw her in this episode it, made it me was smile. so much fun to see her this on is it the second time she's been on did you now. hear her story so. about Katie Couric? No. Well, okay. If anybody listening or you guys have ever been to 30 Rock, the elevator bank is like you push the floor you're going to and it tells you what elevator to go into. That's Mm -hmm. like how it works. And so 
uh, Aubrey Plaza got into the elevator and Katie Kirk rushed in without pushing a button. Mm -hmm. And so it took her up to whatever floor. And then Katie Kirk said, oh, my gosh, I forgot to push my number to go to my floor. And so Aubrey Plaza just looks at her and says, are you new here, miss? (laughs) Apparently Katie Kirk was like really mad and she just froze for a minute. But then she said, oh, you're funny. You're very, very witty. Oh, Oh, I love that story. We're big Meredith Vieira fans here, though. I do want to make sure we're listeners know that. Big Meredith Vieira fans. Really pro-Mary. Um, I really liked her on a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> that was so weird. That's good. I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> That's what I go for. I go for inside laughs when I tell a joke. I know. Was, she, was she on? Yeah, she did the daytime version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire after Regis left. Aww. That's true. Or the nighttime, maybe. Because she did the... We don't need to talk about this. Yeah, she was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Well, I'll say this. This is the most energetic I've ever seen Aubrey Plaza in my entire life. Was her in that hallway, Conan O'Brien. Like, it was the most happy, except in that episode of Parks and Rec where she's with June Diane Raphael, and she's pretending to be, like, very valley girl. Oh, that's right. We're getting many petties. Mm. I forgot about Um, that. I have something for you, Kelsey, Uh to ruin everybody's image of this episode. (laughs) Um, As a page, I will say this. um, Aubrey Plaza had a tour group on the sixth floor in the elevator bank while they were doing Conan and we were never allowed to go on the floors when oh. they were actually producing the shows. Mm, so really? as on our page tours, we're only allowed to go to studios that are quote unquote dark. Mm, that makes sense. So that makes a lot of sense. That, well, we can see happens. A show ruiner for Kelsey. No, that's perfect too because I mean, think of the problems they would have avoided if Kenneth, you know, if they hadn't have been there, Kenneth had to go through them, and then Peter to show up and be like all Moses and part mm-hmm. the ways and glow. Yeah. Oh man. Whenever, whenever um, Jimmy Fallon was in the identical studio right next to Conan across mm-hmm. the hall. And so they were doing the late night show whenever he had his baby. Remember mm-hmm. his first baby? Yeah. And a couple of pages got like fired for going up on the sixth floor and to see the baby. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. That's a line. That's bad. Yeah. Damn. That's really bad. You know, all the good like page rumors Ooh, and yeah. gossip. Yeah, it's pretty good. That one. If there's anything you want me to. You know. <laughs> we'll beep, we're just gonna, but we'll keep it in, but just beep it out. So like, and we'll, really they'll just hear us going, stuff. oh, the <laughs> social security number is. Mm. So, well, they get, they finally get Tracy on stage, which is wonderful that I think, I love watching Conan, like, try to grab it, and then finally got him pulling down by the pants. Right, 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 right. And down. Yeah, it gets up, and it gets up. But his dancing was wonderful. I his chicken. His I know. chicken bob. I know. And just that shot of Liz, like, mm, dancing like, a bit, eh. it's going all along. Um, <laughs> and then forcing those pills down his throat. He's just spitting I them out. I love watching that when they're just like, yeah. Empty it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, that's the sound I make when I'm trying to mm-hmm. force on someone's Mouth. And I just love the sheer delusion that immediately Liz starts seeing the blue man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. really funny that they, I don't know, I just like shared delusions. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a really big fan of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. I th- I just, I don't know, the way this episode builds, the way that the Pete storyline um, interacts, the, the Pete storyline, the uh, Jack storyline, the Liz and Tracy and the Jenna, you're so beautiful. You look like, you know, you're as funny as Lucille Ball. You're pretty in the Deborah Messing. Messing yeah. How much that works. All of those storylines affect into this one coalescing moment. And I just think, I can't imagine writing that. It's just such a tour de force. Mm-hmm. The feels I get I at the end. I think you could do it, Kimmy. You think I could do it? <laughs> Will thinks I can do it. I'm Guys, this, I'm a writer. You are. It happened now. We'll all look back at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> Kelsey can produce you. Yay! And she'll be she'll be my script supervisor. Uh, yeah, I'll make That's what I need her to be. Your... She will not let anything drop. Mm-hmm. She'll be like, mm, this Pat Benatar joke, it is not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, speaking of me being crazy like that. So, she says that the Royal Juror comes out December 18th, but the episode about the Royal Juror was aired on January 11th. 
I don't know if that even counts. That's so Since good. When it airs, doesn't really have anything to do. But with they try the a lot because the because they like film it in like in when they film like the the fall episodes were like there was like pumpkin stuff and it was like oh because it aired in October like when they film they know mostly when it's going to be released. I feel like yeah. I don't know. I and, but maybe it. when I maybe when we watch the Roger, she'll say it was released last month, and then I'll say it's okay. It's, well, she is she's doing all the press for it. Yeah, that's what's happening. So it might have been so after. It's really interesting. Um, I like that this episode ends with that. Um, first of all, of course, that Kenneth would think that he would want to be best friends with Zach Braff. Right. They're the Which, most compatible, like cute, okay, sweet, nerdy it, white guys ever. I, I, am I thinking this wrong? Like, I thought Jack McBrayer and Zach Braff actually were roommates at one point. I thought that that was a thing. Find this Please out. This. Get on Keep this. Talking, I'm pretty sure. And then it's clogged dancing. But I remember, I remember very much at the end of the Tonight Show, they always did this bit where Kenneth came on as the page and gave tours of the stage. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is the former home of Conan's Tonight Show. He got his start on Late Night, though, uh, Jack McBrayer. He did bit parts. He played stupid characters and... Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and he did Triumph, true. Triumph the Dog, right? That was always yeah, him. That's exactly. a, and that's Robert a Conan. Schmeigel, who is my, by the way, I everybody watched the election special on Hulu. It's amazing no but um no but they he i didn't realize he got started on conan yeah jack McBride, he was like a bit part actor and then apparently like after he started doing 30 rock he came back and did another stupid bit and then conan just said to him like aren't you above this now <laughs> he oh he is now I'm just thinking about the moments of Conan. I really enjoy. I just went off. No, I just, but I just love that moment of Kenneth on the stage with the tour group and Conan like arguing with him, like, "No, why are you here?" Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, this is the former stage." <laughs> yeah, just rubbing salt into that 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 deep That's deep right. wound. This, well, I will say in this episode, that you know, episode seven, it was so cool to see the color scheme of the old late night yeah. stage with the blue and the. It was like it brought back good memories. Yeah, it made you feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It's nice to see it like in high def, mm-hmm. like, in a, like whatever. Also, that stage is tiny. I always forget that the Late Show and um, Late, like James Corden, those shows they have they get much smaller stages. And we use wide angle lenses. That's what we used to tell everybody on the tours. Mm. Wide angle lenses. They stretch everything out. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. It's nice. Gives it a nice cozy feel. Also, it's yeah. New York. No room's big. Did you find this? Cozy? I can't find it, and it's bothering me. So I'm curious if I just mentally thought that. Because You're like of that the makes scene. sense. It sounds like a joke they would just throw out in the yeah. right. It definitely does, but that would have been very entertaining if it was an actual thing. Because couldn't you see them being roommates? Let's <laughs> be, be real. Amazing. They have a similar nice, sweet white guy sensibilities in times on comedy shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys watch Jack and Triumph the show? No, I haven't. No. I want to see it. <laughs> don't drop your. I could see it not working, even though I love both those guys. But I'll watch it. Well, it's hard to think. Triumph is such a. It's grading. It's hard to think of it being its own thing. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's Triumph and it was and Jack McBride who show. does it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoyable, but I could take him in small doses. So I would. I'd be curious to see how it works as a show. He's but. an insult. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, my dad's hero is Triumph the dog. I have so. that girly thing where I'm like, oh, they're being mean. I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> These are normal people. <laughs> it's like roasts. I can only watch it if I really dislike the person. Just not fair. Did you watch the Justin Bieber roast? No, I didn't Good watch stuff. it. Was it amazing? It I've seen really the Charlie funny. Sheen. Right, the momentum. <laughs> you killed the momentum because you brought him up. Well, cause I, dude, cause you well, hate he's Charlie sick Sheen. now, so now it's like um, we hate him. But yeah. it's like, oh, we have to feel bad mm, for him. Too soon. No, I'm not sad. Not soon enough. I should have brought this up earlier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kelsey, I don't have anything else. We talked about the stuff I'm passionate about. That's, I, the only thing I think was only Frank only had one hat and it was Bigfoot Expert. I don't think that Which was, it. again, a repeat. Man, Another new repeat, hats. Pete? Right? Not um, Pete. I think like I'm tired. I need to we, start. We, we haven't brought up all of Jack Donaghy's great lines about Jack Welch that he wanted to start with. 
Oh, all, all of his jokes. All of his jokes. I haven't about... seen this many white people in tuxedos since the Titanic because he squeezes, he squeezes the sweetest juice out of his workers' mind graves. Yeah, I, know like this those, I know we talked about mind graves, but yeah. he pitched a couple other ones that are just so incredibly lame. I know. And Liz is kind of just like, okay, go with that. When I yeah. first met Jack, Jack Welsh, I thought he was such a good golfer. He made Robert Darnell look like Randy Jones. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a great yeah. joke. I really, I really enjoy the one that she actually comes up with, though, that kills him, which is the, uh, like, I know what this room is excited for, is estate tax reform. Yeah. <laughs> the belly laugh. The deep belly laugh. Yeah. The, um, I just think that's funny because it really, like, accurately spoofs, like, the corporate culture at NBC. And like, the corporate humor. Comcast yeah. would be the same thing, like, the good-natured joke sucking up to your boss. That mm-hmm. Totally goes against what Liz Lemon is about, which mm-hmm. is, like, real comedy and satire. So I thought yeah. that was actually a pretty clever yeah. Part of the episode. No, that's always been one of the strongest suits about this show is the way they satirize the corporate nature of it. And the, the way they make it warm, this show is impossibly warm most of the time. Mm. And they deal with very frustrating, upsetting things a lot of the time and like heartbreak Yeah, often in poor Liz Lemon's life. But it is perpetually a warm and loving show. And I can't quite figure out how they keep that tone. Yeah. I, it's like It's a mystery to me. I'll figure it out one day. I was thinking... For those of you who are interested, uh, go on YouTube and look up David Letterman the day GE bought NBC. And Letterman used to have the late night job on that mm. network. And so he brought them like a fruit basket and got thrown out. And he, <laughs> he literally didn't get The Tonight Show because he made fun of GE oh, all no. the time. And it's funny because that started the whole movement of making fun of the corporate culture. But Tina Fey does it in a much more acceptable way yeah. that the network aired and it's kind it's of funny not quite to see the middle the, finger it's, exactly yeah. it's funny to see like that just juxtaposition though i know they didn't um they didn't like it at first they were starting to get upset at the jokes and that it just took jeff zucker being like nope they Leave get to do what alone. they want yeah. she does what she wants and they gave her that freedom which is amazing yeah because uh, not everyone gets that True. right she carries a lot of respect that lady yeah she does mm-hmm. um i did like that because at the very beginning uh, the first scene with the blood cookie there are two other times in the episode where she goes to eat food and can't because mm-hmm. there's when she goes in the tracy room and there's like a tray of cookies and one of them's like oh he licked all of those they look licked too did you look at them like they made <laughs> some poor intern on the show lick every <laughs> cookie because they are all smudged and, and melted <laughs> and then later she's running like through the job. elevator bay and somebody goes past poor with intern come on <laughs> with <laughs> deli meats or something and she like turns around and stops and looks and, uh, and she, she does love a good running. deli meat that liz lemon yeah mm-hmm. and then she gets so hungry she falls asleep while eating a hamburger i know which then dennis just eats yeah the world is perpetually against poor liz lemon i'm just gonna play halo it's great that like he doesn't care about liz at all (laughs) (laughs) that's like what i found most funny it's like she's just there well Mm. i think we covered everything i wanted to talk about if you didn't have anything else we can do 30 30 that's i'll say we haven't done 33 we went out of order we normally have a 30 rock it's called 30 30 it's our 30 rock news segment so that'll go quick and then we're all done but it's 30 30 yeah so Alec baldwin used some homophobic slurs cameraman (laughs) outside his house (laughs) wait really no. Oh no. gosh, I got really worried. Yeah, the joke part. He got kicked off the plane for playing words with friends. Your face is so sincere. I, I got nervous. Well, okay, I'll go first. Um, Hulu is running these really weird ads. It's either Hulu. No, I haven't even noticed who's actually. I haven't even noticed whose ads these are because I got so distracted. They recreated Thirty Rock for these ads, basically saying streaming. So they're pretending like you're watching a Thirty Rock episode, but the streaming's bad and, and bad. And Jenna's face is all out of proportion, oh, and she runs off and upset. But Kenneth, Frank, and Jenna are all there, and it's like a recreation of Thirty Rock. What? Is it the real actors or is the? Blurring? It's all the real actors. It's everyone. They just put the three of them and they put them on a green. I think they put them on a green screen and then like projected the Thirty the the 
the big the hallway set, set. Mm. and but it's them talking trying to get there but then they're going weird like oh no this is just bad quality because jenna's like what's happening and then she runs off like i look I'm like a monster and runs away and kenneth looks very worried and frank's laughing but i this moment i was like wait 30 rock what is this they got the gang back together How weird it's the weirdest commercial and you can't it bothers me because of the the whole thing is it's streaming badly but you can't see it and there's a part of me that's like i just want to see them right they're all right, in the room right. together again it's really weird yeah, i can sense it yeah that's how i feel they do a lot of um they do like a like west wing mm-hmm. they get them all together recently and oh like, i think i saw that oh, I love it's watching. such a gratifying feeling when you see a reunion of your favorite show it's wonderful right? it's a very like, gratifying like, i don't feeling. need a full episode like i just want like just seeing them all together like oh they like each other like when they post picture on snapchat or twitter or something you're like oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. i like that they pay attention to the fact that that show is really loved you're right it didn't get the ratings that maybe some other shows i think when it premiered in germany it got a zero but <laughs> she talks yeah, about would, it on Letterman. They care about it. I know there's a lot of German. It's a very on the show. American. There's, but it's a very American show. But the there's show. a lot of German on the show. <laughs> so we were all nine, hoping nine, it would do better. Nine, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um, I really like the fact that they're like, oh, there are enough fans for this, so we're going to do a commercial with all the original cast, like it's a part of the show. Yeah. I just love the idea that there's enough fandom to keep these things going. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of it. Too. So that was my thirty thirty. What's yours? Okay. So last Friday, we're letting people know when we film this or mm-hmm. film what we're doing. We're recording this. I went to the Hollywood Bowl and I saw The Little Mermaid. And Titus was there and he was Sebastian. Which, if this is the first time you're watching 30 Rock, you don't know who Titus is yet. Uh, well, what's his last name? Is Titus Bur- Burgess. Burgess. Um, in the show, he ends up coming up later and he's one of Tracy's wife's friends. And he's on uh, Unbreakable Commissioner as mm-hmm. Titus. But yeah, I didn't realize how like disconnected but I know, I was like, this oh, is. <laughs> but he, oh my gosh, it was so fun. Like, the whole entire thing, everybody. John Stamos played Chef Louis, which was just amazing and they had alan menken was there which was like the original songwriter for the little like live action oh oh my gosh oh, it was, was Hollywood so Bowl. cool so the way it was oh my gosh it was the coolest thing so now i can really talk about it so i assume everybody knows exactly what happened so it was at the hollywood bowl and they had the um the movie was playing on all of the screens there was a live orchestra doing the music for it and then anytime it was a song uh, somebody came out to sing the part. So like Sarah Bareilles, uh, Barel, I can never pronounce her name right. Okay. She was Ariel. Um, John Stamos was Chef Louis. The dude from Glee was Prince Eric. Chris, uh, Darren Chris, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, he was him. There was a kid, little kid from Broadway. He was Flounder. Um, yeah, John Stamos. Uh, just keep saying John Stamos over and over. And then, and then John Stamos. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson was Ursula. I would have watched Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah comes out as, but it was, but she would have owned it too. Really would have applauded, and the movie would have had to be paused. I know. Well, they'd all hope she'd give him a car. Well, it was, but it was super. So they came, and they the first time everybody came out, they stopped the movie in the orchestra and introduced them. And they came out and started going. But there were four songs in it that aren't from the movie; they're from the Broadway show. And so, for the, when that happened, the orchestra would sing, and the people would, the orchestra would play, and the people would sing, and then they'd have pictures flashing on the screens of like the sketches from the movie and all that stuff which was really really cool and then at the end of everything this is going away from titus a little bit but everything credits rolled and everything and then they brought out jody benson who was the voice of ariel and oh. she sang part of the world oh that's wonderful yeah it was cool and then i think on the monday night <laughs> what were you gonna say, you gonna say? Maybe she coughed because she has lung problems now. <laughs> <laughs> too dark yeah, she, she like also, cried if i were rebel wilson i'd be like f you for asking me to be <laughs> why did you pick me <laughs> i thought you wanted me to be ariel she was in a dress that like oh my gosh her boobs look so big like it was just like the like the, all of the outfits they were wearing. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Like, is the body tight? Sorry. I'm not it's I, I, It was a little body. Disrespectful. She seemed to have, well, 
Like, you either get a skinny person or you get a fat person, but either way, like, you're a skinny person, you're like, what, you're calling me Ursula, and you get a bigger person, and you're like, well, I'm Ursula. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's about the voice talent. I'm it's, being it's, progressive here. I think she, it's about the voice talent. She did a really, really, really good job. They all did. They all did phenomenally. Like, it was just really cool. But, Kimmy, can you picture, like, Rebel Wilson doing just, like, the voice, like, I'm gonna take you down. <laughs> I don't know if it works. Oh, yeah. Um, I really want your voice. So, uh, this is awkward. My boys, though, they're going to take it. <laughs> yeah, no, I just watched How to Be Single, and she nails that movie. But oh, is that movie good? Is, you know what? Here's, here's okay, okay, okay. I have a here's crush my on thing. Dakota. I mean, she's beautiful. She Let's is, be real. Yeah. Um, None of the things that happen in the movie make sense. Mm-hmm. Like the actions, like the, this, someone will do something and then someone will respond to it. I'm like, that wouldn't happen. But where it ends up, what happens with all the characters and their journeys make total sense. And I really mm. liked it. But every now and then there'd be an interaction. And I'm like, that would not lead to that. That would not lead to that at all. What? Huh? And then I'd be You're like, like oh, Kelsey amazing. when you saw this movie. Well, no, <laughs> but you need, I know I was. No, but you need real interactions. It's like how I felt when I watched much more extremely. I felt this way when I watched Man, uh, when I first watched Man of Steel, when he goes to his mind, he goes, your mom, I found my real mom. She's like, that's amazing. Tell me more. No mother on earth would respond that way. <laughs> right. Things like that where I'm like, A plus B doesn't equal C. What's happening? Um, movie, you said that. I have a very, I'm not even going to go. I have very strong feelings about that movie. <laughs> Clearly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Rebel Wilson, How to Be Single is really cute. It's definitely worth it. And Alison Brie steals it. And they use all these great stand-ups. That's for the boyfriends, which is my favorite. I'm like, Brett Morin, Jason Manzoukas. Yeah, they were good. But Titus was great. So. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and then he like came out wearing like red pants. So he like they none of them were like I'm an octopus. I remember they were all in just very elegant outfits of. But John Samus came out with a giant French mustache. Oh, I heard about that. That's kind of adorable. He's wonderful. He's very handsome. But yeah, so that's that's my part of thirty thirty. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. I think we did it. I think we did cool. the show. Well, thank you so much for for coming on this was with great. us. And You're so sweet. Keep listening to this podcast. Oh, that's yeah. very nice of you. Yeah. I appreciate that's it. Very funny. That's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I should be more I've been confident. Listening to every episode. So every far. dang episode yeah. he's a he's the biggest fan it was he actually is. kind of embarrassing he was like please let me come on yeah, yeah. Right. well if we get out of way now we don't have to uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no we were so pumped i mentioned I'm like i have a friend who worked in the page program and 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 in new york i got stuck and she was like, oh my gosh she has to come on i was like okay i'll hit him up next time you guys will have some west coast pages on here i know it's yeah. gonna be crazy it's They're a whole gonna, different world whole new world <laughs> <Jay Leno. laughs> mm-hmm. him and his denim on denim <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, all right well that was all talk right. 30 to me great next episodes will be fun oh we should do plugs what's the uh what are the websites for us talk <laughs> <laughs> the look of fear you just gave me. Are you about to say talk thirty to me? It is. So so first <laughs> What's our what's our what's our Twitter? The Twitter handle is talk thirty to me pod. Mm-hmm. Because of character restrictions, I mean, mm-hmm. talk thirty to me wasn't available. I didn't okay, want to do. Po- that's that's I, I tried that for no. I hate it, but and it's then it's a great handle. I'm sorry. Th- no, whatever. Thank you. And then I, I didn't. I hate pod, so but kind. podcast. That's four extra characters, and that just screws everything up in the Twitter, mm. Twitter world. Um, so talk thirty to me pod, talk thirty to me pod at gmail.com. I think our website is talk thirty to me podcast.com. Cool. We'll get that figured out. So. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, you but, can follow me at, at Kimberly Lucas. You can follow me at Redheaded Blonde. She's so funny. At Will Blanchard. Do follow me. Oh yeah, we're Twitter I friends still now. Do Twitter. I don't have you on Twitter. I just follow. We just followed each other, and you liked one my of my last tweets. Few tweets have been pretty avant-garde, and I've done those for you. So, 
I haven't been on all week. What have I not seen? I'm going to literally pull them up right now. I want to no, read them. Not on the podcast. No, I won't read them out loud. I'll just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we just read through tweets? Interesting. <laughs> I bet they're really I will verify it for you but no that's where you can find us Um, our next episode will be out in two weeks thank you so much for listening thanks bye and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.